0: The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle. Speech radio with a difference. Talk radio.
1: Why do you want to be a monkey?
2: Well, it's my natural inheritance.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's life. Being a TV star, has that ever occurred to you? man? like, we fished you out of nowhere. (laughs)
2: That's true. I'm eternally grateful, too. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do anything. Hey, (laughs) Peter, uh... Where are you from, originally? Washington. Do, do guys
3: look at you and say, hey, what are you doing with the long hair and all that? No,
2: but they often say, Joe Beetle! <laughs> Joe a, Beetle! <laughs> Just because I... Do they realize that since history, our founding fathers wore their hair long? Columbus wore his hair long? Did Shakespeare? take it? I yeah, love it. <laughs> <laughs> love to run their fingers
4: through my soft, silky hair.
5: You <laughs> <laughs> oh.
6: For Pete's sake, by the monkeys. Of course it is. Hey, it's just me tonight because Ian's off on other business, so I'm hoping you'll give me a ring on 03444991000. This is The Late Night Alternative. I'm Catherine Boyle, and I have a number of pressing questions on the agenda I'm hoping you might help me out with. I've had one of those days today when it was I was like the female Frank Spencer. It was like one mishap after another. And if you know anything about this show, you'll know that there's only one reason for going through stuff like that and that's to embarrass yourself on the radio so I was going to tell you all about the various things that happened but they can kind of be encapsulated in some of these questions so uh, let me read out what I've got on my piece of paper here tell me about the time you drank something you shouldn't have brackets not booze okay that didn't happen today I did drink something I shouldn't have it was not booze tell me about the time you pretended you couldn't do something to get out doing it and now you can't take it back I did that today and at the time I was doing it I was thinking this is very very bad behavior from someone who purports to be a feminist but at the same time I can't be bothered to do this thing my husband is home I told myself it would make him feel more manly and capable and uh, I was lying to myself you know obviously he, he feels manly and capable he's a manly and capable man But uh, really, it was because I couldn't be bothered to do it myself. So I'll tell you about that in a second. Um, Something I did during the week, ballsed up something you normally find easy. We've all done that. I heard uh, stories of people driving the wrong way down a McDonald's driving and then having to reverse all the way back really slowly to allow people to come through. Stuff like that. Uh, Or flashed someone by accident. Yes, I did that on the way into work. OK, so let's take it one by one. I'll, I'll tell you about the flashing incident. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I know I'm not alone in this stuff, so don't be shy, you need to give me a call and uh, let me know that you're just as much of an idiot as me. So before I drove in, I thought I'd go and fill my car up with petrol, and uh, and I'm wearing a dress today that's one of those wraparound ones, right, a wraparound one, I always have the same problem with these dresses, and I'm not a massively, I'm not Linda Lusardi, I'm not a massively busty person, but I think they make these dresses for people with completely flat chests. Um, or a lifetime supply of safety pins. Because uh, you can just never stay in them. You can never stay in them. So I put this new frock on, and I'd not thought about it, and I've not test-driven it before, so I didn't realise they had this flaw in it. But it it sort of gently and quietly works itself open. Right? So every now and again, I have to hoik myself in. A bit like, uh, what's his name? Um, You know, like some old northern fishwife. So... I went to pay for my petrol and I'm thinking oh this is a bit gapy. this top I'm starting to see more more of my chest than uh, than I'm comfortable with never mind just keep it keep it style it out keep it classy things I tell myself lies I tell myself that I can keep it classy I'm not that sort of person at all so I go in I pay for uh my petrol and I also hand over a number of items uh that I can eat on the way because that's where I ate my tea tonight in the car I know glamorous huh so I handed that over and uh, as I collected them from the gentleman, for it was a gentleman behind the cash desk, um, I noticed that there was even more of my chest on display. My left boob actually was probably mostly out. You can ring Alan Caddick back if you don't mind. He'll be waiting for his call. It's his appointment. Um, Left boob was almost entirely out and while I tried to style it out and like cover it up with the crisps that I bought... uh. The bloke who was trying to hand me my change was doing this thing that I notice a lot of people do, and we've all done it, right? When you're pretending you've not noticed something, but you've totally clocked it, which is this. Right, so your eyes stay on the thing, but your face moves away. He was doing that. I thought, oh, God, I've been scoped. Then I shuffled back to my car, feeling, well, I flashed someone. I flashed someone. So apologies to that gentleman. Apologies to Tesco's, generally. And apologies to whoever manufactured this bra, because to be honest it's not at its best 03444991000 if i'd have known i'd have worn something a bit more spangly um you can give us a call you can uh text talk and your message to 87222 when you've ever flashed someone by accident i don't want to hear from perverts well no more perverted than usual um and you can tweet me at talk radio i've not got my uh twitter open so i'd rather you rang me up to be honest so, this is my little ploy to get you to do so. 03444991000. Um, and this is one for nervous callers because I know sometimes there are people that listen to me and Ian. And because um, Ian can sometimes, you know, be a little bit shouty, they get put off. Tonight is the night if you're a shy caller because I will treat you gently, gently, gently. Unless you're an idiot. 03444991000. Hello, Alan Caddick. Hang on tonight. That was smooth, wasn't it? What's up?
7: Is he in the morning tonight? Probably. No, he's in
6: Birmingham. No,
7: because, well, mm. oh, because it's the best of Peter talk. Yeah. Did you um, hear the beginning of the show? I'd I, I, I missed the beginning of the show because yeah. I was online reading the BBC News website seeing how he died and I just looked at the time I thought, well, oh, no kick out. I've got to call Cass. Yeah,
6: well, thanks very much. Um, Alan Caddick, as you know, is our regular caller. And the Grim Reaper for this show, if someone's died, Alan knows, and he'll come on and tell you all about it. Um, yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? It was a 77?
7: Yeah, and, he, and we know in. There's a part of monkeys. monkey. Yeah.
6: He was on Radio 4 talking about it tonight, actually.
7: Oh! Yeah, radio no, get in! Very posh. Well, we know Radio 4 the upper-class radio, too, anyway.
6: Actually, you're probably not wrong there.
7: That's my theory,
6: anyway. Well oh, you're quite correct, Alan Caddick. How's your day been?
7: I am was doing the paper one this morning. Yeah. I was very quick this morning.
6: Oh, you're getting faster?
7: Yeah, because I'm getting more fitter. Oh, you're
6: getting fitter. Are you a fast folder now as well? Have you got a technique?
7: i I prevent... As soon as I open up in the morning, i get me papers from the uh, back, from my on the stand, and i remember the route so I know what papers to get. So... It starts to me two bundles. The second bundle, I'll put in my bag ready to go, ready for when we've done the first deliveries.
6: Wow. You've got a technique going on there, Alan Caddick, and it's only going to get more and more refined as you do it. Do you think you'll do it for much longer, the paper round? Is this it now?
7: Well, hopefully.
6: Yeah. You enjoy it?
7: Yeah, I am. Um... Because I'm providing a service bringing people the headlines if they, if they listen to radio or watch the telly.
6: Actually, it's kind of what you do on this show, but even bigger. So you're telling people who's died first thing in the morning. You don't have to wait till 10 o'clock at night.
7: No, but I don't talk about Brexit, do I? The no, but the papers do. You
6: whack it in. No, exactly. But it's, uh, you. I don't talk about
7: Brexit.
6: Well, you're talking about it now.
7: No, but I'm just I don't. No, but you just talked about it. The I'm just saying... You're still a, talking about a, it. A <laughs> the, the best bat girl.
6: Oh, right. Talking of that, I dressed my seven-year-old up as a bat girl tonight and she looked the bomb. Which bat girl? Uh, well, they've got a new thing out at the moment to try and get young girls into superheroes and it's kind of like uh, they're, they're all teenagers at school. So it's a DC superhero girl or something. Anyway, so she's got like a little um it looks like it it looks like a whole outfit but it's a onesie. It looks yeah. like this is going to sound wrong, but it looks cute. Um she's got like sort of shiny black trousers with a stripe up the side, a yellow stripe, and yeah. then like a purple top with the back yellow back girl insignia and the hood, the cowl thing. And she's also yeah. got the red wig and the mask, and she looks amazing. And she feels great in it. You know when you can tell that someone's enjoying wearing something. She looks absolutely fantastic. So she's wearing that tomorrow. We're yeah. having a movie night at school. So
7: It looks a cross between Barbara Gordon and Alicia Silverstone. Yeah,
6: kind of mixture of the two. I kind, of, I wanted the I wanted the Barbara Gordon version, but they don't make them for little kids no, anymore. No, I
7: told you, I told you on Tuesday, night, and I'll tell you again. Alicia was the best girl. Well, maybe, but that
6: outfit would not be appropriate for a seven year old child. Also, I don't think she was the best Batgirl at all.
7: Well, I prefer. What about the Batgirl in a cartoon? Nah, I, it's <clears throat> got to be Yvonne Craig. I mean, Yvonne Craig, she wants you, original not girl. I'll give you that. Yes. But I think in the movies, Alicia is better. Even though she's a wooden actress. <laughs> <laughs> so, how could she be better? She oh, just.
6: No. I know why. You just. You like the suit, so don't deceive us. It's all about the outfit and the, the moulded suit.
7: No, it was the of motorbike, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay.
6: Fair enough. When's your birthday, Alan? Isn't it coming up soon?
7: No, it was last Friday.
6: Oh, was it? What did you do in the end? You never
7: told us, did you? I went for a meal. Oh. With? A lasagna. Oh, well, did you go with your mum and dad? No, I went on my own. Oh, Caddick. And, and I didn't pull either.
6: You didn't pull either. I mean, what's the point? But uh, w- was the lasagna good? Yeah. All right, well, silver lining's... But I it as
7: well. well.
6: that's probably why I didn't pull. Nice to speak to you, though. Thank you for giving us a ring. Uh, Angela's on the line. If you want to give us a ring, 03444991000. We have got um, various kind of talking points and stuff, but you know that there are no rules on this programme. If you want to talk about something else, you're more than welcome to. 03444991000. Hey, Angela, what's going on with you? Oh, yeah, Kathleen, how are you tonight? I'm all right. I haven't
8: seen your latest video. Yeah, it's on there. Is but it? I've got to do yours. I've, do your, I've done in, so right. you'll have to let him know. And I've got to do yours tomorrow night. Let's
6: have a look at it, because it's on YouTube, right? Uh, yeah, it's the Ian Talk Radio. <sighs> hang on, hang on. Let me get to YouTube on here. Right, so uh, if you've not listened before, Angela's um, got psychic powers. Mm. And uh, she's also uh, taken to YouTube recently. How, how are you doing for subscribers these days, Angela?
8: Not doing too bad, but one or two can be a bit, um, like, aggressive. So I've had to block a few. Mm. And i it. Got- you know, it's a bit like Facebook, right? I thought I've been on for a while. I thought, oh. but I thought, said to don't they do something with the lifestyle, and it's the pit fault. Well, exactly. Just uh, don't worry yeah. about that. It's very
6: easy to be yeah. uh, brave when you're an anonymous troll. Just ask Ollie that rings yeah. this programme. Right, so I've got uh, four videos in front of me here. This is your really? finally warning. This is the third attempt. What's that?
8: No, I said, well, um, I've got this person that was stalking me and he changed, changed one of my titles and then I didn't know and I had to take it down and, and told YouTube and, and got the police involved. I just said, don't worry, we'll have a look around. Blimey. Um, I did, um, so I said, well, that's the final warning. I won't be doing any more if it carries on. Do
6: you think that it's a a, a, a rival psychic?
8: No, it's just pain in the normal stalker. <laughs> oh, right. One of them, like, you have on Twitter. <laughs> no, no
6: special um, powers apart from being a dick. No, no, no. no. All right, what well, so we've got it, that one, we've it, got a review of The Nun, and we've got what I presume is the one we're looking for, Reading for Ian Lee Talk Radio. Yeah. Okay, this was a day ago. There's, there's no mention of one of his favourite pop stars dying, is there? No. Okay, and is, is there anything private in here? A the, little bit. Oh. Yeah. Well, we'll listen to it anyway. Here we go. This is the radio shows on there. All right, cool. Can we can yeah. we pump up my um computer? Let's have a listen. Right, let's play it. Hang on. I hate my voice, personally. Well, it never sounds the same as it does when you're inside your own head, so don't worry about that.
9: <laughs> Here we go. Um, I was talking to Ian later tonight, and um, you know what, Ian? I'm not going to do a tarot by cards. I'm just going to go straight... Call it. Um, oh, so there's no
6: cards? You're just doing this, what, what do you hear? Voices yeah. from the other side or are you seeing things? Um, how are you
8: doing this? I like how I, what comes through over the, over the time of period. Um, sometimes it comes through naturally and I, if I'm connected with someone, mm-hmm. it's like um, they tend to come through and they... The connection of you guys. Really? I know I don't know you personally, but because you talk about it, they, they they let me know what's on their minds, but they don't you don't say it out aloud. Right. Oh, it, s- if you know what I mean, it's like um uh, communication. I found a, a video of mine, but I can't put it on YouTube because I used to do it at the church of mediumship. Oh
6: really? Work. What
8: spiritualist church? Yeah. yeah. Um. I was I was tactic to you on Twitter. All right. It uh, can just have, have a look um, I'll have a look hmm.
6: right let's, go, let's delve back in then sorry to interrupt right here we go <laughs> um,
9: you've been about seven months ago when I started this um, venture I said to you there was something you should have actually picked up um, you're still thinking about that project of yours and telling me that you should still take it um, it's good Uh, have some changes at talk radio. I think you move in studios. um, I did try to hear something changing in two weeks' time, but I said that eight months ago, and um, there's a lot of new technical studios could be like um, Star Trek, put it that way. And um, the the other thing that you're worried about, and... um, I think you should chat to someone about it. It's nothing to do with your health, but it's more to do with, um, you, your, um, you get scared of new, um, business adventures. Um, why I say this is because you, you have been hurt. Uh, but when we've been hurt like that, we tend to pick ourselves up. And I've got something that's telling me you have to overcome that hurt now. Um, that that period of your life, um, this person might come and talk to you about it to get my meaning. Ooh.
6: I wonder what that is, Angela.
9: Yeah. Um,
8: that's why I put the same image on the air, because there's a lot of different stations that he's been to, and they've... Kind of really hurt him, right. and, and that's a bit I didn't want to mention.
6: That's all right, no, I think it's fine. So let's let's go forward a little bit because this is quite long and we won't have time to listen yeah. to it all. But I'm going to just whiz forward randomly
8: and let's see what happens. Sorry, I've, I've got a bit of a cold as well.
6: I know you have. You're feeling all right though because I know last time um, it set you back quite a bit.
8: Yeah, I'm getting a little bit better. Um, oh yeah, you look after yourself, Angela. You're important. Oh, oh yeah, right, here we go. I'm
9: falling on, on the radio, does that make sense? If you're on the telly, you tend to um, be a bit shy. He's mm-hmm. very shy on the telly.
6: Shy on um, the telly? Did you not see him go loose? Go down loose women's chimney?
8: Yeah. really. I meant to say. I think I was talking to something else. I was saying something else in my head, and it just came out. <laughs> all right, no, I get it. Right, we're going to go. We're going to go right past there. I am
6: going to go to about six six minutes thirty because it's about eight eight minutes forty eight. Right. I get, I get let, eight
9: minutes
6: yeah Yeah, let's whiz forward. I'll make sure he has a listen to this though because this is all interesting stuff.
9: A little bit, yeah. Um, sometimes I don't bring you up because I, I like to listen to you. Um, there is certain things in your voice you you are really quite worried about this um period of your life. Um I did used to listen to you on BBC WM and all these things build up and it affects your emotionally and and you can't move forward if you want to take this or do I do I take it or do I do something really um do I sort it out?
6: So the, the overriding message is he doesn't need to worry as much as he worries.
8: No, it's just that he knows what I mean. Um, I'll find out whether it, he knows what you mean tomorrow. Yeah, um, yeah, I, he does know what I mean. It, it's just like um, everybody... I've, I've been there several times, but you have to pick yourself up. And um, But that period of his life was the worst. Mm. I remember it, and... Um, yeah, one or two people are gonna come forward that I get someone quite strong that was in that period. Um and he got on well with this person, as it goes. And um but he'll he'll figure it out when he comes back.
6: How interesting. How interesting. Mm. Have you ever told anyone something in, in your readings that they've not wanted to hear?
8: Yes. Really? Uh, what kind yeah, of reactions do um, you get? Um well, um, not a very good one, but I um, can't bend the truth, but um, I can, like, read off jewellery as well. Oh. It's, it's quite, you know, when the, it's the energy of a jewellery as well, like, stuff like that. Gosh. When
6: did you and find it, out you could do this, Angela?
8: Well, long story. Go on, I've got um, time. Oh, you've got time. Well, what it was, um, well... Uh, when I was younger, I could sort of see, but that's when you're little, when you go old, you tend to grow out of it. Um, but because um, I had an accident, it came back. And um, uh, they, they, you know, that lady was all about, she was talking her hair. Yeah, you know, the one it was in the paper. Yeah. Because she's got this... If she's telling now that it's about time you woke up with it, you need to help people with it. But that's why she's not bullying her, it just it, it, it affects people differently. And when I had this accident, it started to come back, and I thought, nothing, cough it. I didn't really look into it until I was in my 30s, and I didn't really tell my mum, and because I was a bit too scared. But, um, my mum says she's got a bit of it, but she chooses to blanket. But she said um, uh, where it came from, my great-grandma, um, She come from Ireland or something like that. She had nothing on her feet, or no clothes, no nothing. And mm. she used a gift for something to eat so she can, um clothe can herself and she used a gift from there. But um apparently hasn't come down many generations but it might have done, but no one's admitted it, but it's come to me more.
6: Right. And where's the weirdest place that some where messages have started to come through? I mean, does it happen when you're in the loo, supermarket? <laughs>
8: um Or can actually, you open, or
6: do you open the kind of spiritual door you you have to be ready I, for
8: it? I don't really. I try to get on because 'cause I'm quite busy in the week. Um I try not to let it bother me. I had to say, look, I've got life too. <laughs> <laughs> Not now. You have to make an appointment. <laughs> Not now. Yeah, you have to make a appointment. Actually, um, what it was, uh, we got a um, quality market in town and um, my nan used to love the market and once, me and my partner, and I heard someone shout, Angela, it's your nan. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and me and my partner looked at like each other. And uh, he says that's why you don't come in here, isn't it? So I, I told my mum, and she hears my nan at the market because she likes a Pacific store. That store's still there.
6: <laughs> that's really interesting. Thanks for ringing, yeah, Angela. Yeah. I'm going I'm to have to yeah. say goodbye for now. But is, yeah. did you get everything out that you wanted to say? Uh, not really, but I uh, touched well, it a like No, yeah. hang on a minute. We'll take some. Uh, we'll take a break, and I'll come back in a minute. All right? Okay. No worries. Hold on for me. This is Talk Radio.
0: Experience the unconventional, the unpredictable, and the completely unorthodox. The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio.
6: 03444991000 if you want to give us a ring. Sorry, Angela,
8: I cut you off mid-flow there. No, wait. I won't keep you waiting. You know on your Twitter feed? Yeah. You said about, like, um, anyone would be brave off about mental health. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering if one night we could talk about physical and mental health together. You can talk about it now. You don't have to ask for permission. um, I have both because, you know, when you're in pain, it affects your mental health and it it drops. Yeah. And no-one doesn't seem to um, talk about it.
6: Yeah, so what, sort of Uh, long-term... What do you call it? Uh, long-term
8: illnesses. Yeah, long-term stuff. illness
6: and mental health. And how, So how yeah. do you deal with it? Are you on antidepressants or something?
8: Uh, no, I don't need them. It's just I don't need them because I handle it myself. How do you, how do you handle more, it? It's more because I keep myself active. I do my groups and stuff and I go out to see my friends. And we, we're more therapy than the counsellors, so... Yeah. Um, But I have a problem with it and um, I had an x-ray yesterday and it's just really keeps coming and I think it's a bit of our fighters but that makes my mental health drop badly. When you can't walk on it, it's terrible. I suppose Mm. because
6: you're sitting in the house dwelling on everything.
8: Yeah, when you take it out and it's cold. You know what I do miss? It's my three-wheeler bike. Oh, you had a three-wheeler? Yeah, the tricycle, it's brilliant. What, a pedal one or a motorised one? A, a pedal one to teach um, um, circulation going down it, that sort of exercise. Oh yep. gosh, must have been super fit. Yeah, I was in the summer.
6: <laughs> I bet. I haven't had my bike out for years. It's just sitting in the garage mm. making me feel guilty. Still got a baby seat yeah. on the back of it. That's how long it's been. My youngest is seven. Oh gosh.
8: <laughs> in that's gone quick, is it?
6: Really quick. Mm. Oh, what a shame. Oh, right. But it's a good job, yeah. I mean, you've got all these different... You've got your friends and you've got your groups and stuff. Do they come and see you if you can't get out?
8: Um, yeah, but, like, uh, yeah, one or two do. Um, I try not to because I like me, home life, private. Ah. Um, uh, and they say I'm a private person anyway, and then I like to switch up and do what I want to do, like knitting and crocheting and all that. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, yeah. And then I've got... I, keep, I have to keep... Writing everything out, what I've got next day. got a free day tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Blimey. Do you yeah. know, I get, to the po-
6: I get to the point, though, sometimes if I... Because, I, you know, I, I am generally quite a lazy person. I think it's because I do this shift and I like, I like my own company. And I like to sleep all day if I can. Um, mm. But then I realise that I'm sleeping my life away and then I'll go through this big sort of surge of trying to catch up with friends who are around during the day or, you know, and I'll yeah. start booking things up. But I get a bit grumpy if I've got too much stuff booked in the week.
8: Mm. Yeah, I do a little bit. I must admit, that, and I think that's where the physical health comes in. It, the body tries to tell you, "Gotta slow down now." Yeah, that'll do. That'll yeah, do. and that's how I, that's how I see see it. But my doctor said, like, if if anything happens again, i have got to be surgery up in my nurse. up and that. They, they, like they said it's just because I'm. I'm 55, and I, my body feels young. My mind feels young. Yeah. Can mm. you forget? I'll go for that as well. Yeah, you've got to, you've got to look after yourself. You can't do everything.
6: Yeah. No. Oh, Angela, <laughs> it's so nice to sp- go. It's so nice to speak and, to you. Take care. And you? And you,
10: Catherine? Right. Bye. Bye,
6: love. bye now. Bye. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Hello, Steve.
10: Oh, hi, Catherine. Hey, thanks There's for having me. A flashing story I've got for you, but it's sort of like on that lines, if you get where I'm coming from. All right, at go at on. At a friend's party a few weeks ago, right? At a friend's party. Yep. I, re- I remember those just about. Yeah. Yeah. If you listen, gents always lock the toilet door.
6: Ah, some don't. Do you know who doesn't lock the toilet door in this building? Jason Kundi.
10: Oh, right. He treats well, it, it like it's his
6: own house. Him. Sometimes, you know, you walk past and the door will slide, to <laughs> slide
10: open and there he is. Oh, God. Men times we were never locked on the doors. I was at a friend's house called the loo, as you do. One of the like, kids, or one of their nieces came into the toilet. I had such a shock. I just zipped myself up that quick, caught me tackling the zip. Oh, God. Screaming the place down. Had to get a towel off the side, wrapped it around myself. Managed to sort myself up, but I ended up going to the hospital getting a few... St- ditches down there Blimey uh, Honestly Catherine there was blood everywhere I was screaming like a girl Um, it was because you only know, you have a fight when someone walks in the toilet. I didn't turn around so she didn't say anything but I just tried no. to get back in as quick as I could and caught myself in me my zipping and that and I squealing at a girl and I was going to the hospital and the nurses had to like sorted out So i mean was embarrassing but
6: and how were they were they sensitive or were they laughing
10: yeah i mean the not sensitive side, as you obviously because I, mm. I was really like like i mean obviously um when you're in severe pain you don't think about anything else and obviously i got these like stitches in but they're and i have to go back but i don't think i'd bother going back but uh that's the embarrassing story for tonight but <laughs>
6: you're not going to go back and get the stitches out
10: oh no because of dissolves. And I think I'll be all right. All right. Um, I, I know
4: exactly what
6: you mean.
10: But I mean, like, I was squealing like a girl. I had to grab the towel off the side. There was blood everywhere kind of thing. And it was like, uh, so we had a phone phone ambulance first because honestly, I was crying. I'll be honest with you. I bet you, know you were.
6: I mean, I haven't got one and I'm wincing.
10: You know, uh, uh, and that's what I said to you, like, producer, I've got an eye-watering story for you. <laughs> it was such a fright because he uh, has to be coming the toilet and, uh, and somebody's oops, I was a, a female's voice, and I just didn't <gasps> turn around, but I just try to get myself back to compose myself, and I would kind of coat myself, you know, try to get myself back in, jam myself in the zip. Oh, flipping. In it. agony.
6: <laughs> well, Steve, thank you well, for sharing that embarrassing well, moment. I hope that...
10: Yeah, the moral of the story is locked the door. lock the door, come.
6: man. Lock the door, exactly. what were you thinking? The thing is sometimes you're so intent on the on the the, ma- the matter in hand, literally the matter mm. in hand, that you don't think, dear. Do Especially at a party. How, how far into the party are. was it?
10: Pardon? I was just a couple of friends having the drinks on their houses. I go around people's houses and a couple of cans or of- bit of a social thing, a bit of a dance around the house kind of thing, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, there's a lock on the door and I didn't bother using it, which I should have done, I suppose. <laughs> of
6: course you should. But thank you, Steve, for that. Uh, I'm going to ask you a couple more of these questions to see if you can help me out with some of these other talkies. What do you reckon? Have you ever... I you, I missed that. Have, you, have you ever pretended you couldn't do something to get out of doing it?
10: Oh, uh Yeah, I I've think of something... Um, yeah, I mean... We, I was helping a friend to put a shed up, and, that, and I just didn't want to get involved in it because obviously the, friend, the person I normally help out they can be quite nasty and make a mistake and stuff. So, you know, I kind of like I had to make an excuse up for that one.
6: Oh like, yeah, you don't want to get involved I in just, that.
10: You know, yeah, I just didn't want to go up there because I mean my friends are a bit impatient and they're like, you know, I mean they start shouting if they, if they do something slightly wrong. So I thought well, I'm not going to go down to the garden to help you out with that and get, somebody, get your elders to give you a hand with that one.
6: That sounds so, yeah. sounds like the correct move, Steve. How about this yeah. one? And forgive my um, giving the first story told us. Forgive my language, but have you ever bowled up something you normally find easy?
10: Oh, oh God, yeah. P- putting pavement stones down and stuff like that—I've made a mess of doing that before. I mean, I mean, how For
6: giving it a go, there's a lot of men that would just hire someone to do that.
10: Oh yeah, no. This is like, uh, well, actually, it was like helping me with a driveway. I mean, I'm not an expert on putting drives down with this, putting these stones, these, like cobble type stones, pavement stones and things, and, uh, you know, I made a bit of a mess of that, but I uh, managed to sort it out in the end. Right. Yeah.
6: And have you ever drunk something?
10: Yeah, why? Honestly. Yeah, <laughs> but ha- you,
6: you try it, and that, and that, well, sometimes that's not oh, the best, is it?
10: Absolutely. Uh,
6: have you ever drunk something you shouldn't have, and I'm not talking about booze?
10: Oh, um... I can't think of anything.
6: Well, well done. To... Well done. Um,
10: nah, I've been pretty good on that one. Well, excellent.
6: I've been pretty good. I mean, three three out of four. But thank you yeah. very much for for phoning, Steve. And yeah, next time lock the door for heaven's sake.
10: Oh God, absolutely. <laughs> I don't think
6: I need to tell you Thanks. that, do I? You've got the permanent reminder of what happened. Oh
10: no, uh,
6: exactly. <laughs> nice to speak to you. Let's have a quick word with Mike. Hiya, Mike. Uh,
11: hello. 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 I'm a first time caller. Well, I'm very <laughs> pleased. Thank you for ringing up. What did you want to say? Right, I'm, I'm from Doncaster, South Yorkshire. I did some. Uh, Really embarrassing a long time ago. I was de- I was desperate to go to the toilet, so I ended up going to the ladies.
6: <laughs> right. When did you realise you're in the ladies?
11: I thought when they know um you know the uh, what you yeah, what do they call them troughs? Yeah. Where the men go.
8: Yeah. You know
11: to to do a uh, you know. Yeah. Right, I just realised they weren't on there. They were just like ordinary toilets. <laughs> I thought this is strange. And then when I looked, I thought, "Oh heck, I'm in ladies' toilets." <laughs> so what did you do at that
6: point? Did you carry on, or did you try and I, back out quick?
11: I just carried on. Oh. <laughs> I, I would, I would, desperate <laughs> as well.
6: <laughs> right. So, <laughs> well um, Did any women come in?
11: Um. Yeah, I was I was coming out when two were coming down.
6: Oh, a near miss! So, oh,
11: oh, yeah, definitely a near miss. And let tell you what's worse as well. I would. I was on a bus, God. a little single decker bus, and I was desperate to to go to it again. And I thought, well. it's like this you see I had to use a plastic bottle
6: what no no not on the bus Mike
11: (laughs) yes I
12: did that
6: is (laughs) flipping heck behaving like some kind of lorry driver on a bus
11: on a public bus I I won't back seat and um, doesn't make it any better and uh, when I go for a bus stop but the bottle overflowed a bit. No, 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 uh, no. And, and, and the water was running down, and the driver looks, looks down, he thought, oh, I must have got a leak on the bus. You certainly did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was just like, bye, see ya,
6: <laughs> Mike, hmm. you're an absolute disgrace.
11: I know, I am <laughs> a naughty boy. I'm a bad boy. <laughs> but I'm a good boy now.
6: <laughs> uh, how old were you when you did this?
11: Oh, I oh, about seventeen.
6: All right, okay. Well, that's slightly. Li- I mean, you're still a mucky pup, but
11: it's slightly. Oh, oh yeah, but it's it's twice as worse now. It's it's worse when you can't find a public toilet. Oh, I know. Well,
6: they closed them all down. I know it's ridiculous. So I don't want to ask what you do instead. You don't take a bottle out anymore, do you?
11: No, <laughs> I, I go to McDonald's. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Mike, uh, I'll, probably, I'll, probably, I'll probably get shouted at coming out. Pass it. Next time buy something. Oh, they don't notice.
6: No one gives a toss in McDonald's. They don't know who's coming and who's going.
11: Oh no! I won't no, worry about it. Don't bother.
6: No. No. (laughs) Well, Mike, that was a charming call for your first one. What a delicious story. 0344 499 1000. Flipping it. This is Talk Radio.
0: Experience the unconventional, the unpredictable, and the completely unorthodox. The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio.
6: It's me tonight because uh, Ian's off doing something else. Be back tomorrow as normal, but the phone number and the rules remain the same. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Talk about whatever you want. I've got a few little guide, you know, little guide subjects if you need a, a reason to ring. That isn't just you know what's going on in your life. Uh, little um, musings on things that have happened today. Maybe you've got a little dilemma. We're always good at those. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. So far, we've had a number of charming stories about. Well, largely male incontinence and um, zip tragedies. Uh, So, so far we've got. Tell me about the time you drank something you shouldn't have. I did that today. Uh, Our dishwasher's broken, and so we're doing everything by hand. And I'm kind of out of practice with this kind of manual uh, work around the house. I, I try to avoid things as much as possible. In fact, if I could just you know eat off paper plates, I would do, but that's not very good for the environment. Um, so I chucked a load of stuff in the sink, and it had been there for a while. I thought, right, I really should sort this out. So I sprayed a bit of fairy about and uh, poured the water in, went off for a bit so it could soak. It's important, isn't it? Soaking, apparently. And also it just allows me to go off and do something else with my life while I'm thinking that I'm doing a modicum of housework. Came back and thought, oh, they'll be fine. So I just sort of swilled the glasses out a bit and whacked them on the drainer. Didn't think about it at all. Until about two hours later, I thought, I'll have a drink of water. So I got one of the glasses off the side, put the water in it, drank it down, like a whole load of it. And it was only when it had gone that I realised that I probably should have wiped, like, around the glass or something. Because where I'd sort of, like, ketchuped the um, the dirty dishes with the with the fairy, it was obviously still sitting on there. Because I, I was I was bubbling. I was bubbling. I mean, my mouth was clean as a whistle. Uh, no grease at all. But um, then that Newman would have been very proud. But it didn't taste very nice. So today I drank about a tablespoonful of fairy liquid i shouldn't have i wouldn't advocate that i don't think it's very uh, good for you and i do smell lovely anemone so there is an upside oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand so other than booze tell me when you drunk something you shouldn't have there's one uh, have you pretended you couldn't do something to get out of doing it and now you can't take it back today i played i'm afraid to say the rubbish girl card and i don't like to do that and i certainly wouldn't do it in front of my children um but uh, my husband and I were alone. I said to him, oh, I've forgotten to put the pressure... The uh, pressure in my tyres is low. I've got to put some air in them. And I was already dressed up for work, OK, and I've got a frock on. So I thought, I'm not scratching around on the floor at the garage. Also, I've got a very revealing frock on, it turns out. More revealing than I realised because every time I move, a boo pops out. So I thought, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing a Babs Windsor at the garage. Little did I know I would anyway, of which more later. So I sort of went to my husband, oh, I really need them pumping up and... Um, i can't i can't really um could you do it and uh he went and did it for me and i feel kind of rubbish about it i should have definitely uh womaned up and gone down and done it myself i've never done it on that car i don't really know how to do it but i should have worked it out i generally do that in other parts of my life but on this occasion i'm going to be honest i played the i can't do it card right I must learn how to do it because I can't do that again. I feel terrible about it. Anyway, he went and did it. So I'm thinking I'm not alone. I know there is selective ignorance out there, you know, men who pretend they can't turn the telly over when football's on, all that sort of stuff. O oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Have you pretended you couldn't do something to get out of doing it and now you can't go back? You know, there may be a skill that you make out that you can't do, but actually you can do it really easily. You just couldn't be bothered on that one occasion, and now you have to pretend that you're still rubbish at it. O oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. The other one is, have you ballsed up something, spectacularly I would say, have you ballsed up something that really you can do normally in your sleep, right? So I didn't mention it because I was still kicking myself up until this morning about what happened on Monday. You know, um, Ian and I are kind of in this supposedly friendly rivalry for um, supremacy over who's going to run the uh, Ian and Kath um, motorcycle club. It's the first one who finishes all three parts of their um, their driving licence for the, for the bike, basically. I had my second test on Monday. I was feeling quite confident about most of the test. There was one part that I was worried about. Now, there's this bit in it. First of all, you've got to, like, wheel your bike around. Yeah, I can do that easily. Then you've got to sort of ride it really slowly between some cones and not put your foot down. Easy peasy. Figure of eight, yeah, I can do that. No worries. There's this bit where you've got to ride across the yard, right? come back through some cones and then go through a speed trap and if you're not doing 30 miles an hour or above you fail it if you don't they give you two goes and if you don't do it you, you fail it and I was thinking that speed trap's the one that's going to get me that speed trap is the one that's going to get me all night beforehand you know when you have those nights where you dream about a job that you've got to do so many times that when you wake up in the morning you go oh come on I've done this I've, oh I've got, I've got to do it for real so I've been dreaming about this speed trap so i turn up for my test i was really early and i sat in this little hut waiting for this guy to come out with a fluorescent jacket and a clipboard he did the usual examiner thing of not smiling at me and not really engaging in any of my attempts at kind of um breaking the ice and and, and being smiley. I, it doesn't matter anyway once i put my helmet on he couldn't tell what i was trying to do so we went out and we started the test and i did the wheeling it backwards thing absolutely fine then it was time for the cones, second cone, and I put my foot down. Fell off. Didn't Well, it didn't fall completely off, but I was I was wobbling, so I put my foot down. Failed it. It's instant fail. So I'd failed it within like three minutes of the test, and then you've got to go through the whole thing knowing that you've completely ballsed it up. And that was the bit I wasn't worried about. So that's led to the question I'm asking, which is uh, when if you ballsed something up that normally you would find really, really easy, and then you kick yourself uh, about it, forever after and i've got to do the test again in about two weeks time and all i can see is those cones i'm not worried about the speed trap anymore i'm worried about the really easy bit at the beginning i'm gonna have to have a little practice i think so if you see a, a mad woman with a, a black bike using cones in the street and probably being very annoying to the rest of her neighbors it'll be it'll be me oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, oh yeah and have you ever flashed someone by accident and it has to be by accident uh 0344 499 1000 you can text talk and your message to 87222 and that'll cost you 25p plus your standard network rate or you can tweet at talk radio um or at flipping cath actually yeah, that, that's mine um there is a facebook site i don't know whether i'd bother going on that they're kind of racist on there uh there is a nice way facebook site for the um the unofficial talk radio listeners, I would direct you there instead. Anyway, uh get involved please. 0344 uh, I've got two hours to go and no one calling. So um I'll go and get my chat. It's fate basically and we'll talk about um some psychic bullshine if you fancy. Um but really two hours of that is going to be a pain in the ass. O three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Oh I was gonna tell you about this as well. Warnings, right? And this is something I've worried about ever since I saw Marvin the Martian in those cartoons when I was a kid. Alien race will destroy Earth if we keep sending space signals, a scientist warns. And this is a scientist, so everyone pay attention. Professor Dr. Michael schetschi and Dr. Andreas Anton have warned we should not be looking to make contact with an alien. Professor schetschi from the University of Freiburg has warned, warned that further humanity advances into the universe, the greater the risk. Yeah. I mean, that. yeah, okay. He adds, finding any alien artefacts in space expeditions could be incredibly risky. Yeah, I've seen the films too. I don't think they're documentaries. Shetsky described any war with an advanced alien race as like Godzilla versus Bambi, with humanity in the Bambi role. We should also expect total annihilation should conflict break out with an advanced alien race, he adds. He said, on celestial bodies without an atmosphere, you could still find unaffected artefacts after hundreds of thousands or even millions of years. It could be space debris left by an alien space probe on the moon or in the asteroid belt. Imagine if the artefact is still functional. Maybe it's powerful equipment intended for open space. Of course, humans want to investigate, so we bring it to Earth, experiment with it, activate it with overflowing curiosity, and then it rips off a quarter of the planet's surface. I mean, this guy is really looking at the worst-case scenario. Some nation-states and big corporations will give anything to get at this advanced technology. It could be that an artefact discovered somewhere in the asteroid belt provides the spark for it, For all-out warfare on Earth. Uh, Professor Shetsky believes it's time to prepare for such an event by forging international alliances so the entire world, perhaps under UN supervision, can deal with it on a united front. You know, like an Independence Day. He said, we can look at historical analogies, like Independence Day. No, he didn't say that. That was me. When the Americas were discovered, the Conquerors landed with huge ships, cannons and horses. This has led to the extinction of over 90% of the native population. Yeah, they also had diseases. It was the diseases what done most of it. More info is detailed in his book, The Alien Society, Introduction to Exo-Sociology. It sounds to me like this guy is anti-cyber celestial immigration. 03444991000. G... We should stop forging into space because they're going to come and get us. What do you reckon? Yes. Excellent. That's your scientific considered opinion. I appreciate it. What did you ring about?
1: I once flashed someone by accident.
6: Oh, blimey. Go on. Tell me.
1: Our postwoman. She brought a parcel and I was stood at the door in my robe and
6: can we just paint a picture of this robe i'm imagining some sort of kimono maybe knee length
1: oh it was very recent and it's very purple oh No, it it wasn't silk. oh get your mind out the gutter young lady (laughs) it was not silk it was not kimono (laughs) oh is it a
6: fluffy towel in one
1: a big fluffy towel in one that my gorgeous wife bought me has he got a hood It does have a hood, and it's crinkly.
6: I can never work out why they've got
1: hoods. Um, It's to hide your embarrassment when you go to the door and flash your postwoman.
6: Well, unfortunately, your embarrassment was perfectly on show.
1: (laughs) It was perfectly on show. Now, I'm afraid that my wife might have bought me a female's robe. I'm not sure whether this is a thing, but usually women's robes, women's bathrobes come with two really long pieces of ribbon to tie your modesty up yep i've never seen that in a guy's bathrobe no never seen that
6: and i bet your uh, your postwoman wishes she'd uh you'd sorted that out
1: i wish i'd have tied it up what Maybe your bathrobe
6: or your um thanks for another charming story oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand
0: The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio.
6: listening to the late night alternative i'm Catherine boyle the phone number is the same as usual oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand you can ring up about whatever you want you might just want to check in have a little chat about everything and nothing you might want to answer some of the very very important questions that i've been posing tonight such as when have you drunk something not booze that you shouldn't have when have you flashed someone by accident uh what was the other one hang on let's find me a bit of paper Uh, pretended you couldn't do something to get out of doing it and now you can't go back and when have you balled something up that you normally find really really easy 03444991000 we've got paolo on the phone we've got nigel on the phone and then it could be you Uh, let's have a quick word with paolo hey
5: paolo paolo
4: paolo
13: Paolo. Paolo! He's done a caddick.
4: Paolo.
6: Bless him. He does breathe clearly though, doesn't he? He's got good nostrils. See, if you've ever heard caddick, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. There's like farting and all sorts going on but that's a lovely clear pattern you got there oh it's quite soothing it's like an Italian Darth Vader Paolo hello Paolo well that's rude hi Nigel hi Hello. Hello. I'm glad you're Hi conscious. Catherine. Hey. Hey.
14: I mean, I'm just checking the chips in the oven, and I, and you can still hear me. That's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> How are your chips? Uh, they're not even gone. They're not even gone um, dark coloured yet. What? So I, I suppose they got. I've got to turn the oven up a bit. That's what? What's wrong?
6: Yeah, not too much. You keep an eye on them though. I don't want to burn your chips. That nothing's that oh, important.
14: No not even though we're near done yet at the moment. What are you going oh, for, okay, Krinkle, cool. crinkle crinkle cut, skinny uh, chips, big yeah, fat ones? crinkle cut oven chips, yeah, crinkle cut one. You know how to live. I think the, single, the signal's better in the kitchen, isn't it?
6: I think you sound clear, clear as a bell, but it might be the signal, yeah. it might be the chips.
14: No, but I'm sure it's better out in the kitchen than it was by over by the, the window in the front room. You s- you're lower down, I'm sitting lower down, I think.
6: Yeah, well, you're sounding but- lovely.
14: Yeah, he's had a night off tonight,
6: then. Yeah, he's had a night off because he's got some other business to attend to. But He'll be back tomorrow.
14: Yeah, I, I've got got—I've still got that bit of a um, flu bug, you know, um, a bunged-up nose mm-hmm. and a sore throat. It doesn't seem to go away, does it, sometimes?
6: Sometimes it takes a while, but it's going to get warmer, yeah. so hopefully, you know, you yeah. get out, get a bit more fresh air, although you are a very active man. I, I, I do
14: get lots of fresh air. And yeah, I exactly. think the more I breathe on the cycling the worse it gets with the too, breathing too much air in, you know, But it will make my nose run. Or
6: well, it will do, but then you know, if it's if it's not if if your nose is running, yeah. it means that it's not stuck in your nose. So it's clearing,
14: yeah. yeah. But when you get in the, the central heating, it gets worse, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely, like yeah. Yeah. So what have you been up to today? Have you had a good day? Yeah,
6: I've had a pretty good day. I had a lovely long sleep this morning, which is always a bonus. Um, It is, yeah, of
14: course, yeah. Same as me sometimes.
6: I love it. Sleep is a real luxury for me now. Although I (laughs) I have to get up early doors to take my seven-year-old to school. But sometimes, I'm going to be honest, Nigel, sometimes underneath my jeans and jumper, I've still got my pyjamas on. (laughs) <laughs> oh, no. But I'm not one of those mums who goes down there obviously uh, in her pyjamas, do you know what I mean? I've got some standards. Yeah,
14: yeah, sure.
6: But uh, yeah, yeah apart from I've that, got, it's I've, all groovy.
14: I've got quite a lot of aches and pains in my ribs too. When I straighten up they hurt. But I've been doing a lot of housework, you know, hoovering.
6: It's very, uh, very, very good exercise. Yeah.
14: It's good. It's they tell hard me. work pushing the hoover, isn't it, for a long time? I
6: don't know, I haven't done it for such a long
14: time. <laughs> I do it every day nearly. Do every you? day, yeah. Yeah, almost every day. I don't think you
6: need to hoover every... Well, I don't know what you're up to, but...
14: because you you do get bit... I walk bits in from outside. You can easily walk little bits in on the carpet, can't Ah, you? Ah,
6: you're not a shoeless house, then? You don't leave your shoes at the front door?
14: Oh, no, I keep my... I change my trainers, but I do change my shoes, but I I don't like to walk about with no shoes on. Oh. (laughs) Anyway, um... Hello?
6: Yeah, no, I'm just reeling at the... You don't like to have no shoes on. Is that a thing, or...? Do you have slippers, or you just don't like the feeling no, of?
14: No, I just changed my trainers into trainers, but I need to soak my feet um, quite more often because they get hot and sweaty in the trainers, don't they? Yeah,
6: exactly. They'll take your shoes off and yeah, let them I air should, a bit.
14: I should wear some slippers, really. Yeah, it's your habit, really. I think.
6: Or, or go foot commando. There's my tip.
14: Yeah, um,
6: air was them off. Those old cheeses.
14: You know, what? I was going to do your song.
4: Yeah. Um,
14: uh, I was going to do Nigel's time again if, if I could. Nigel's time uh, Acapella But it is on It is on YouTube But I couldn't find it For you to, to I couldn't find it on YouTube I'd rather
6: I'd rather hear it a acapella If I'm honest
14: Oh I see Yeah Go on There is one called The Joker But that's different. I can't remember the words At the moment To that Because it's very difficult well, um, let, Difficult let's, song
6: Let's give that one a swerve then
14: Yeah Or Would you rather have a A, a Sinatra song Something like Sinatra Do you know what
6: Nigel um, Tonight I'm not fussy
14: Oh I'm just wondering, um, see, My Way's too long, isn't it? My Way, that's a long song, My Way. I don't know. Um,
6: do you sing the whole lot or do you do the...
14: Um... Well, I do sing a whole lot, but it's better with the backing. I'll do Nigel's time because it's shorter. Beautiful.
6: I love that you let me in on your editorial decisions.
14: <laughs> yes. Oh, well, I've got, I've got something to mention. Go on. I, should be, I might be on TV in a few weeks, the local TV station, because I was talking to the producer yesterday, afternoon. Mm-hmm. I didn't mention it last night, so I forgot. So, um, the local t- KMTV um Catherine. yes km what, what, what's KMTV? In singing for five minutes on there so what, that's what, not bad hang
6: on what's KMTV?
14: it's a local uh local kent uh, tv station oh, hang on let's have a look and uh, i was talking to the producer and i you know i've run up quite a few times now so they've got sort of used to me i've got to talk no no them really yeah so. Oh, but um, they're fully booked at the moment for a few weeks and then they're going to fit me in, but I just have to be patient. Yeah. It's all down to patience, really, for TV, You're it? not
6: ringing them every day and
14: turning no, up at no, their offices no. and that? No, I'm not bothering any of them or anything. No, but of course that, not. she's she's not. Inter- she's talking with details and stuff, and so hopefully I'll be able to maybe sing a Sinatra song with a backing tape, something like that. Uh, or, or whatever. OK, so... Oh, you... Nigel's time I could do, couldn't I? Because no-one's heard that before uh, on the TV.
6: Yeah, but that's about ringing up radio stations. A bit rude. Oh,
14: yeah, yes, of course, yeah. Unless you yeah. unless
6: you modify the lyric so that it sounds like... Mm. You mentioned, like, television, KMTV. They, do yeah, you know what? Yeah. They would love that.
14: I think I'd rather do um, a Sinatra song or anything well, like my way. It's
6: a people-pleaser, you know, people like that.
14: Well whatever suits my voice really 'cause I, I like I like to sing ballads. Yeah. I've always sung ballads. Yeah. Barry Manilow's ba- Barry Manolo's songs.
6: Yeah. Don't don't sing Carrick no. Fergus though.
14: That well that's not that's not really written for a man anyway, no. is it? But that I mean one. you get away it's with it, it's Charlotte beautiful Church. your
6: your version. But I I would yeah, I'd go for I
14: mean I I sing it okay, but it it I can only harmonise with Charlotte Church. I can't sing the whole thing. And in... they're
6: not gonna be able to get Charlotte Church, are they? She's a bit busy at the moment. No. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, then. There are,
14: are you... other songs. That, I mean, uh, there are other classical songs that I sing. Uh, of, uh, I won't do it tonight. i know do Nigel's time now, then. All right. But, so I'm a bit nervous. You know, I always get... But do you know, even Miley Cyrus said she gets nervous before she goes on stage. I bet she does. See, yeah, I think that and, sometimes... And she, you wouldn't think so.
6: Well, I mean, she's been performing for, for donkey's years as well, even though she's very young. Yeah. And she's the daughter of a yeah. performer, obviously. But I think it shows that you care about it.
14: Yeah, You want to do it the best you can. Famous people get nervous, but yeah. um, whether they're going to muck up or whatever.
6: Yeah, you won't muck up. And I if you do, you carry on, Nigel.
14: Singing live is always hardest, isn't it?
6: Yeah, but you do it a lot.
14: The TV, yeah, I've done it for the BBC six times live on radio in the with uh, James Well. You know, have you, yeah. have you met James Well quite a lot? Yeah, been in the studio
6: too many times so, to be honest.
14: Yeah. Did he ever talk about me with you? All
6: the time. It's like Nigel this, oh, no. Nigel that. Thinking, <laughs> Shut up about Nigel.
14: <laughs> yes, he let me in the studio about six times at Tunbridge Wells. Did he? It? So I, I'm I'm very pleased about that. You know, it's it's it's. I'm I'm proud of myself to be, up, be been on in the studio six times.
6: Quite right too. It's quite it's quite yeah. something that that's probably a record, you know, over at Tunbridge Wells.
14: Yeah, yes, it is. But because usually the groups only go on once, yeah, and then you don't hear of them anymore. And they don't
6: just let anyone in. And James Whale well no. is a very choosy man.
14: Yeah, but I mean, he was a good friend of mine as well. He's a good friend of mine as well. And um, it was D- Dave Cash was a friend of mine. We were sadly lost a while ago, didn't we, Dave Cash? Yeah. Um, I got to know him a couple of years ago, before he a year a year before he died. Actually, I think it was yeah, lovely chat, wasn't he? Did you ever
6: meet Dave Kerr? No, I don't know, but I'm I'm willing to take your word for it. I'm sure he was a nice chap. Yeah. Anyway, so
14: but it's eleven sixteen. Go.
6: I'm going to do you a big intro, I'm very, Nigel. I'm
14: very I'm very nervous. Tonight. All right, that's my best. Let me give you, you a
6: let me give you a big build up. Yeah. All right, a big build up. Ready, <laughs> yeah. ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to talk radio. It's 11:17 and three seconds. You know what that means? Yeah. It's Nigel time.
14: (laughs) Go. Tuning in, calling up, talking to the nation, sing a song, melody. For your adoration, late-night phonings, I'm keeping you awake. From it's our time, it's our time to shine. Up all night, it's entertainment time. It's our time, it's our time to sing another line. Oh, it's not your time. Clouds are gone, sun is up, up on your horizon. Save it, home, back on the phone in my radio station. Late night
15: mornings, I'm
14: keeping you awake. It's our time, it's our time to shine. Up all night it's entertainment sign. It's our time, it's our time to sing another line. Oh, it's Nigel's it's not yours, time to call and make my point, time to play and brought this joint, my life's exciting. I'm inviting you to listen for another day. It's our time, it's our time to shine, up all night, it's entertainment time. So is it's inch. our time, it's our time to sing another line, oh, oh, oh it's not yours. It's
6: Nigel's time. Beautiful. Well done, Nigel. Yeah, I
14: Remembered the words, No, I didn't. I didn't forget any words. And there
6: were a lot of words.
14: Thanks very much, Nigel. To remember that middle chorus, changing keys and everything. well. Anyway, I, I, I'm quite proud of it. I, I'm quite pleased with myself that I didn't forget the word.
6: You should be. You should be. It's always a, a good but one. No,
14: it proves that I could, if I was on TV, I could probably do it with, do it, do as well, couldn't I? Yeah, Just but
6: as, I, as I, I would change it from, like, phoning to...
14: No, no, I mean, if I sang any other song, I mean, I wouldn't be too nervous, would I, on TV? No, you'd be all right. I'd be all right, because it's only like talk singing into my phone, isn't it, really?
6: Exactly. I think that you know, you're a natural. You do you do a lot of YouTube and stuff. Yeah, so.
14: yeah, because I'm used to looking at the camera. Exactly. Yeah.
6: Just work it, Ka- Nigel. Uh,
14: Catherine, yeah. uh, would it, um, I was just thinking, do you ever come down to Maystone Way? Nope. Uh, no, you don't come down to Maystone Way?
6: No, I don't think I've ever been uh, to Maystone. I so get a
14: chance to meet at the moment, then. No. I am going to take you for a coffee. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's kind. That'd be lovely, wouldn't
6: it? Yeah. Oh, I'd what a shame it's never going to happen. Bye, Nigel. But, OK, thanks, Catherine. Bye. Oh,
14: 0344 499
6: four, nine, 1000, you're listening to Talk Radio.
0: The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio.
6: Blimey, where have you not been? We've got Andre, Alec, Sally and James, and it could be you after that. Oh, 0344 499 nine, 1000. Uh, let's, go, let's do Andre. I kind of know how this is going to go, but here we go. Andre. <laughs>
15: Oh, excuse me. Hi, Kath. Gosh, what was that? Uh, I thought I had think, I think an accident. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of things I've heard. Sorry, excuse me. Now, I what I was going to say, Kath, yeah? Yes. Was, there's two things I can I can do, which I didn't think I could do anymore.
4: Ooh.
15: One is sing. i could a good singer, yeah? Well, I know, I know that's a lot of people have said that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know you have no me singing. I've heard a lot oh, of you singing,
6: singing. Yeah, but I'm not going to pass comment.
15: But, but um, no, so you have got it live, or you know, in in the house or something, really to appreciate it. Or you're all you know, right. TV I'll or, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll do it from I'll, a
6: distance if that's
15: okay. So, yeah, that's what what's do. the other thing that you
6: can't do that you or reali- You can do that you realized more
15: recently. I couldn't. I, I didn't think I could drink. For 10 years, yeah, but I found out that I can.
6: <laughs> I know you've right. done extensive research. How long did it take you to work that one out?
15: No, I tested. I tested. I haven't drank for 10 years, but I had a pint. And I, I can do it. Yeah. It's, it's quite nice. It weren't bad.
6: Yeah. Not a but pint of wine. water?
15: No, no, just a I drink. Right? But I'm not going to make an habit of it.
6: Right. Well, it sounds like it's right. all under, under control.
15: No, it was just a swift one, yeah, and and that was the lot. Right. But I realised I could if I wanted to, but I'm not gonna Okay. Anymore.
6: Make good choices, and, Andre.
15: Uh, anyway, Kath, what, what
6: else
15: was I gonna say to you? Oh that's that aliens. Point. I'm about aliens. Um no, I kinda was oh, well, around here in Essex, like, aliens could land anywhere. So there's a lot of open spaces, yeah? And and we always thought that an alien might have landed at some time. So there's big holes in the ground and that yeah, some parts where right. not crop circles or nothing like that, but like big holes in the ground. What, like no big potholes? Quar- qu- no, it's in the roads. Quarries. But, but no, no, in the fields, there was a like, massive growth circumstance. There's space spaceship landing there about 10 years ago.
6: Yeah. You've seen a lot of spaceships tonight?
15: Not so right
16: now.
6: Oh, driven by pink a- elephants.
16: Part elephants. Yeah.
6: Hi, Alec.
16: Hello, Catherine. Thanks for taking my call.
6: Absolute pleasure.
16: <laughs> yeah, I'd like to talk to you about, um, you know, true ghost stories. Oh, go on. Because yeah. right
6: here's here's where I stand on the ghost story. Yeah. I don't really believe it, but I am willing to be convinced. So.
16: Ni- well, neither did I until it happened. And, um, you know, we were only at that house for three months and then we got out. Oh, blimey. Yeah. Go on. But Yeah, um, it was uh, 1997. We moved to Presswood in the High Street.
4: Right.
16: And um, I know strange noises, strange things happened, but the, the ghost was good to me, but it didn't like my girlfriend at all. We'd be laying in bed on a Saturday morning and, and I would make telephone calls um, and put the change on the side there. And we were in bed one Saturday morning and the whole money was up the hall. They'd picked it up and thrown it.
6: Hang on a minute. So you'd make... Oh, mm. You were making telephone calls with change?
16: No, 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 no. I was, no. Wait, I, when I make when I used to make a telephone call, I'd put the change on the side so that I knew I'd got money for the um, to pay the bill, you know? Oh right, okay. Right, right. And all that change that accrued on there. Um one Saturday morning we were laying in bed, we were laughing and what have you, and all this change was picked up and thrown up the hall.
6: Oh blimey. Did you see it happen?
16: No, but um I saw the jam and the uh pot of jam and the butter um fly at the end of the you know, on the work surface, thrown on the floor and the jam was smashed. And what have you? Really? Uh, yeah, but when I was on my own, because uh, I'm a photographer and an artist, I, um, it liked the dark room for some reason. It used to leave little stones, stones in the dark room. I never used to see them appear. Mm. Polished stones and little round pebbles. They used to appear all the time. And my girlfriend used to say, Jan used to say, you know, what's this? I said, well, I, I don't know. It's just just appeared there. And then a little gold chain, not real gold, um, appeared. And when I was sat down painting, um, I used to do oil paint and still do, I used to keep seeing black shadows out of the corner of my eye. Ooh. And um, anyway, this went on for about two months when we got a visit from a friend... Um, who lived down in Wales at the time? And uh, anyway, he said to me on the phone after he'd gone home, "Have you seen that ghost lately?" I said, "No." He said, well, the, the bloody things here."
6: Stop it.
16: it! Honestly, that is God's honest truth.
6: Had you told him about the ghost then while he was there?
16: Yeah, yeah. Well, he knew because I mean, there was all s- strange little noises. It was a child. Um, We found out in the end that a child had died there. Oh, no. I don't know, about 90 years before. Gosh. Uh, But it was an old house, and the noises that used to happen in the night, and uh, my girlfriend, you know, she just couldn't, Take it anymore, so we moved out after three months.
4: Yeah,
6: see, this is the thing, right? You hear about people all the time who claim that their house is haunted. If my house started playing up like that, I'd be out. I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't stand it.
16: Well, I, I could take because it, it didn't it it never bothered me. Well, it, to it you liked, it was
6: reassuring, then I guess was it?
16: It, it? it liked me, yeah. Because it used to leave me these little presents, stones, little yeah. flints and stuff, stuff like that, special little ones. But I never used to see him appear. And this this is the God's honest truth. I'm not making this up. And um, as I say, um, and when the, as I said, that money was picked up and thrown all up the hall.
4: Yeah.
16: Um, Jan couldn't take it anymore. She said she you know she'd she just gotta get out of here. So so we did after three months.
6: Gosh. So tell me about the jam incident.
16: Well, I was in the kitchen, um and Jan I, I said, Do you want something to eat? I was making her some toast and the jam just absolutely flew right the way along the um work surface. And so did the butter, so did the knife, and so did all the bread and on the floor. It. And you saw it, you saw it go. I saw that, yeah. That was the only one that I did see. You know, but I, I used to be, be sit down, I'd be watching television or doing some painting, and I, out the corner of my eye I kept seeing this black, like um, a shadow. mm mm-hmm. But I never ever saw a ghost or anything like that. But, but was it, it was
6: was it the sort of thing where you see it out the corner of your eye, but if you looked at it directly, you couldn't
16: see it. Anymore. That's right, exactly. That's exactly. I've heard um, of that before? Yeah, I had that. Strangely, <laughs> I hope you don't think I'm mad.
6: No, not at all. I, I, th- I, I think I, that you sound you sound like it's it, it's true to you.
16: It is true. It is. But th- that black shadow thing. I I had a a cat that was. Very old and very close to me, and when he went, I kept seeing the same thing for a while. Yeah,
0: you know. That's but
16: funny. Um, but That's... anyway, it, it it disappeared completely. It really did go. Um, it, it must have went with um, with Des, my friend. He sadly died. You know, he's dead now. But yeah, um, he went to Wales. It went to Wales with him, and um, his wife wouldn't speak to me, and she still don't speak to me t- to this. Day.
6: You're kidding me. So was it? Was it another one that he didn't like her? He liked him.
16: I don't know. He never told me. He just said that um, he had a ledge on a, um, a window sill that was a bit dusty, and there was child's handprints on there. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> that is so. Ugh. But that is that's true. You know, that's a true story. That's giving
4: me
6: goosebumps. That.
16: But. Uh, Yeah, well, as I say, he was only there three months.
6: Well, this is the thing that convinces me, right? When people tell me stories about, oh, yeah, and there was a ghost and blah, blah, blah. No one leaves a house after three months unless there's something terribly, either terribly wrong with the house, physically terribly wrong with the house, or there's a point to it, you know, that what you're saying is I mean, it was a
16: lovely house. It was fantastic. It had a shop at the front. Um, There was um, literally uh, 100 yards away. There was a little mini market. And you walked across the road, there was a park. Everything was there. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. But, um, no, we had to get out. She couldn't take it, even even though... The ghost had gone to Wales. Yeah, she thought it may find its way back again. Gosh, <laughs> so. yeah.
6: Well, that's fascinating. Thanks for telling me about that, Alec. OK. Really interesting. I'll be thinking about those handprints for a long time.
16: Yeah, there was, uh, there was dust, you know, and, and he, he said... Um, he took a photograph of him and sent me the picture actually.
6: Oh my god. Well if you can yeah. dig it out I'd love to see it.
16: Yeah. So uh It's
6: very spooky. <laughs> Thanks, Alec.
16: Okay. Thank Night. You, Catherine. Bye Thank bye. You bye. bye.
6: Hey, no bye. problem. O three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You know that my B S detector is absolutely on point these days. It wasn't going off there. O three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Sally, what'd you reckon? Well, I don't know.
17: It was um yeah, I've got a good BS. Um, well, I thought, well, I think I have, but, um, yeah, but, um, no, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how I feel about ghosts. I think I'm a bit like you. I kind of want to know. Um, but I mean, we had, we had some freaky things happening in our house when we were growing up. Um, but we sort of, I think later in life I sort of put that down to my mum doing things around the house right. to manipulate us as children.
6: Oh, really? Want to try and frighten you yeah. into submission?
17: Yeah, and, and to not leave her on her own in the house and, and um, not really, yeah, to not really have much of a, a childhood, I suppose, right. to go out with friends and things like that. Yeah. That sounds depressing. But... Um, I think the only person who's ever told me a ghost ghost story that I actually I completely believe was my granddad. Mm-hmm. Um, he worked for the National Farmers Union and he was in the canteen one day and chatting to a friend and and that and then they said their goodbyes and everything and my granddad went and sat down with another colleague of his and the colleague said oh uh, oh by the way did you hear so and so died no.
6: two days ago no not the bloke he'd been talking to
17: yeah. In the queue in the canteen. And My <gasps> granddad's straight up. My granddad's he he he's very sceptical. He doesn't, but he cannot explain that. He he, and it's the only ghost story that I've thought I can actually one hundred percent believe that he's telling the, the absolute truth.
6: Yeah. See, my mum's side of the family are quite spooky like that, and and you know tell me that they've had experiences and you know when your Mm. mum tells you a thing apart from if your mum's pulling tricks and it sounds like your mum did yeah Um, yeah I find it see when I was growing up I kind of just took it completely as yeah of course there are ghosts my mum's seen one my grandma's seen one you know they're a bit spooky and um,
4: yeah
6: but now the older and more cynical me thinks "Ah, there's always an explanation there's yeah and I kind of I, reach for that before I believe it. Although I remember once, I woke up in the middle of the night because there'd been, a, do you remember when there was like a spate of earthquakes, the weirdest thing? Yeah. There was an earthquake and it shook me awake in my bed at night. And it was probably, uh, I was before I had kids, so I reckon probably about 2000 and, I don't know, 2004. Yeah. When did I get married? 2006. So it, m- it might have been 2007. Um, And it shook me awake and my first thought was, ah, poltergeist. <laughs> Which is stupid, (laughs) right? But it's that moment between waking and sleeping, you know, when you kind of... And I think, you know, a lot of people, when they tell you a ghost story, it's that moment that they see things, you know? So I think there is definitely a primeval thing there that you'll reach, you'll accept something supernatural before you can talk yourself out of it. Do you
17: know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, that makes sense. But I, I, I mean... I, went, I, did, I did experience a few things in the house that I... Well, the house that I still... I live in still.
6: Oh, yeah, you told me about um,
17: that. Yeah, which I can't explain. Um, things moving, um, uh, coming home and, and all the lights were on and the record player was on and the TV and um, things like that. Um, but I think the, the freakiest thing that's happened to me recently was my nan, my nan passed away... Four years ago this year,
18: Yeah.
17: and about two weeks after she passed, I, I was the kids were off, and I went into the kitchen, and as I walked back into the living room, there was a picture of her in the middle of the, of the living room floor. No, and and yeah, and I I can't. And my living room's quite large, so it, it's not like it fell off somewhere.
6: Yeah, or someone um, had brushed it past it.
17: Yeah, it wasn't in a frame or anything. It, it was it was just a photo, you know, and it was just in the middle of the living room floor. And I I just I found comfort in it, yeah, because it was. I felt like you know maybe she's sort of sending me a message, but then I feel stupid for thinking that because yeah, you know, I'm a bit sceptical. But I know
6: anyway. what you mean. I remember my grandma yeah. and my auntie for ages. They've been on the gin. Uh, (laughs) telling me this story that they'd been talking to this bright light in the room for ages after um, my granddad passed before they realized that it was just the way that the light was shining on the silver coasters that my grandma had (laughs) and they've been doing this whole thing of if that's you Bert can you just move around a bit more and of course you know as they were moving whatever the watch or whatever that was catching it do you know what if it gives you comfort fair enough but I, uh, I just um I kind of look for a logical explanation and taught myself yeah. out of stuff. Whereas before, probably when I was a teenager and younger, I would have gone, yeah, definitely, you know, proof. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember when I was really little, my Nana died. She's my great grandma. Uh, and I'm, I can't have been very old, probably five or six. Mm. But I do remember that I woke up from a dream where she'd been saying goodbye and that's when my mum told me that she died. I remember oh. that really vividly because I said to my mum that Nana said goodbye to me. And... and um, and it was later on when we were talking, and this again sounds like sounds like bullshit because this is the sort of story <laughs> everyone's got, haven't they? But um, saying that she was standing at her, her window in the old people's home and she was wearing a, a light green dress, and my mum said, "Oh, that's we buried her in a light green dress." I, I mean, mean coincidence, oh. or am I making that? You know, am I making that up from different things that happened? You know, I was very very little, but that's one yeah. of a really powerful memory I have from from that time, and that was my first kind of family bereavement. So yeah. Uh, Odd, odd. And, you know, they say kids are more, you know, because they're probably more accepting of things like that, but that's the thing. But so how I became to be so kind of cynical and, um, you know, no-nonsense about stuff normally, I don't know. Oh, actually, I do know. I went to see a psychic. I've told you this story, haven't I? I went to see the Um, psychic. I don't know. My mother-in-law really believed in that stuff. We went to see Colin Fry um, at the theatre, and, you know, she completely believed it, and I just went to sort of watch what happened is a sort of entertainment and curiosity and at that time Living the Living Channel was doing a lot of like Most Haunted and Medium yeah I loved that oh I loved it too but after a while I think Twitter killed that show yeah because I remember watching a Most Haunted live I think Jamie yeah. East was doing the side show and people were just taking the mickey all the way through on Twitter. I think it was the one where there was a, a clock at the top of the stairs and the camera kept going back to it. And you were thinking, right, well, the clock's going to go at some point. You know, yeah. after you watched a few of them, you knew there was a kind of formula in place. Or oh, maybe yeah. I'm being cynical. Maybe, you know, maybe the ghost knew that well, that was what we were expecting. You know, the spoon to fly through the air from camera yeah. side. And then this <laughs> clock was to go or a knife disappeared. But within like two seconds of these sort of cues of, um, oh, look, there's a clock. Let's keep looking at that. Um, yeah. the clock got its own Twitter handle and started saying, started saying two hours to midnight to my big moment anyway so I used to love it but and I still kind of love it too but it's a different yeah. watch now but yeah so I, I went with my uh, mother-in-law to see this this thing and she said oh, oh in a couple of weeks we're going to see um, a medium who's coming to, to you know when they go to people's houses and you go, you go over there and they're sort of being hosted by people friends of friends yeah so it was that kind of scenario and I just had my young my eldest so um she was with me and I was breastfeeding her downstairs this is how obvious it was I just had a baby okay and also yeah. I don't think I did my top up properly it was all like all the buttons that's were all, all screwed knocking. yeah I mean they were lucky that if my boobs were in at that point to be honest they'd just become kind of big old milkers and no no sensitivity whatsoever you know I go to the yeah. door when the when the postman came and he'd get an eyeful that's probably why he's very good with my parcels these days <laughs> anyway so I was downstairs my mother-in-law went in then my sister-in-law went in and then I went in and there was this big deal about oh you they're really thrilled about the new baby you know there's been a big celebration and then they started telling me this woman started telling me other stories about this family member that had recently passed and she's my grandmother and blah 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 and I realized what actually she was telling me was the story that they would quite clearly told them about their side of the family it wasn't my grandmother that died my yeah. grandmas was still alive but she'd obviously sort of managed to, I get the feeling that they were so willing to um, have their story told that they'd told her yeah. everything, basically. Anyway, oh. so she started giving me all that, and I just thought, ah, this yeah. is this is bullshine. She's taking <laughs> money off people who are grieving and really want some direction. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm out. And that kind of yeah. put me off completely.
14: Yeah.
17: Yeah. My, 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 daughter, my daughter recently got into tarot cards. So I picked it up, too. And we've got I've got a pack and everything, and we've been playing around and and all that. And but it's 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 just rubbish because you can those, those cards, you can. There's so many different stories related
6: to the cards that you yeah. can just make anything. Yeah. Fit. You can read into so, it what what you know is happening.
17: Yeah. Exactly.
6: When yeah, we and... went to New York, Imani read my cards and she said a couple of things. And afterwards, it really kind of preyed on my mind. I thought. God, that's uh, that's quite true. And then I thought about it logically and went, "Nah, that's true for everyone." True. Yeah, it, yeah.
17: It just it, it's there's it, like yeah, the cards you can just, you know, you can work it and around, you know, different things and there's different. It is like you, oh, it's, it's it's hard to explain. No, I tell you what like, she showed
6: me. She showed me like it was something like the seven of swords or something. Yeah, and she's and she said that it was. Or something where someone was stealing a sword and she said it. someone yeah. was someone was deceiving me. Yeah. And, of course, someone's deceiving you all the time. You know, most of the time you won't yeah. find out. But what it does is it sows a seed and you wait for a thing to happen that confirms that, if that's what you believe yeah. in, you know? So yeah,
17: but, again, the Seven of Swords, if you bit the Seven of Swords, can also mean other things. Yeah, It depends on what the other cards around it are saying. Yeah. So you can make it sound like someone's... You know, if you've got, like, the Three of Swords, which is supposed to be, like, heartbreak... You could, and the Seven of Swords comes up, you can say, oh, well, you know, they, they messed around behind your back and yeah. it was, and all that. But if you get another card, you can say, oh, well, it's, you know, it's a good card for this reason yeah. and that reason, you know.
6: It's, exactly. It's, and I'm guessing yeah. that these things aren't time specific. So anyone who's over the age of, say, 30 has had someone mess around on them.
0: Or tell them
6: a lie that they found out about afterwards, you know, and made them feel like an idiot. doesn't mean that the, you know, spirits are guiding stuff. I don't know. I (laughs) I think if people, if it gives you comfort, uh, I just don't like the fact that people, some people are making money out of uh, vulnerable, yeah, Yeah. you know, vulnerable feelings. People, I don't think people generally go for a reading unless they're in a position in life where they really want guidance and they haven't got it elsewhere.
17: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you go online and you watch, you know, the tarot readings on YouTube, and it's all full of, it's all full of, um, uh, you know, you're not speaking to the person, yeah. and they've cheated on you, or you've just broken up, and then it, it also the other thing that I find weird about the tarot readings online, there's this thing called um, divine feminine and divine masculine, right, and. Um, you can say you're having an um you're having an affair with a married man or something like that or you're having an affair with a married woman you can you you sort of they're like telling you that that's fine because he's your divine masculine you were you know you were born together and you're meant to be together and and i find that really sort of strange and they always talk about the wife being like a karmic she's not good for him you know and it's, it's all very sort of, which to me is, you know, you think tarot is sort of quite a loving spiritual thing. And to me, that just sounds
6: a bit bitchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, get bit, you you know. I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Oh, Sally, it's always yeah. nice talking to you. I'm going to have to go because apparently I've missed a break already and I've got to um, oh, right. oh, okay. pull, pull my socks off. <laughs> but uh, so right, then. it's always a good uh, chat with you. Thanks very much for ringing. Bye. 0344 499 We've got James on the other side of this break and then you, if you fancy it. 0344 We'll talk about anything as we've just demonstrated.
0: The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle. never know just where the conversation will take you on talk radio.
6: Tarot cards, mediums, all that sort of stuff. I kind of filed under BS, but, you know, if you've got a story about that, I'd be willing to hear it. 0344 To be honest, Alec... Was fairly convincing. That takes a lot for me to say that. Um, we'll have a quick word with James. Hey, James.
19: Hello. How you doing? I'm
6: all right. Nice to hear from you. What, what have you got?
19: Well, I was going to talk about um, ghost stuff, but then you kind of got me t- got me thinking. Um, you were talking about uh, most haunted. Um, yeah. and I used to love that show. It was brilliant. It used to be it used to be good, didn't it? Yeah, I used to be quite frightened by it in the in the early days. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, it did. Like you like you say though, it did kind of. It Went off the boil a bit when it got a bit formulaic, yeah. And um, I just remembered, um, I work in a place um, which has got like a, an old stately home attached to it. Uh-huh. And sometime last summer, um, I was supposed to be doing some work in there and um, I couldn't get in because uh, they were filming a uh, a paranormal TV show in there, which I thought was oh, interesting because it's a really old house and you know, there are rumors that it's haunted, that there are nuns there. it used to be a I think we it? used to have nuns there, basically. And oh, there like were numbers of ghosts. Of, That's it, yeah, yeah. And yeah, there were talk of nuns being. There's a couple of nun skeletons um, that you can see underground, basically. Yeah. And so, yeah, I couldn't get in because they were filming this TV show. I thought, well, this is interesting. I wonder, wonder what it's going to be. Um, and then a few months later, um, the TV show came out. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called, uh, what's it called? Paranormal Lockdown. No! It I thought
6: you were going to say Paranormal the... Porn Stars. That's a new one.
19: That would be brilliant. <laughs> but... <laughs> Disappointingly, no. Right. Um, you it's on you of can
6: of see that. It's on, I think it's on Amazon Prime, Paranormal oh, Porn oh, Stars. Oh, yeah. Let's just say they've got a very unusual way of summoning the dead.
19: Oh, but putting the willies up you in before. <laughs> Et cetera. So, yeah. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, this, this this program was, I was really hoping it was going to be some amazing kind of uh, look into the, the the spooky world of this place that I actually work in. Yeah. Uh, and it was bobbins. It was terrible. Oh, no. It was, these, it was a, I think it's an American TV show, but they've come over here to do a, you know, a series in the UK and they pick this house as being haunted. And what they do, they sleep in the house for two nights because it's a lockdown, you see. Mm-hmm. And they kind of look out for the spooky goings on. And um, you know how on Most Haunted, you would have Derek Akora there and some of the others. Yeah, in the classic and, uh, days, oh the good old days, yeah, definitely not kicking the chair. It was definitely a ghost. And uh, <laughs> he'd say, oh yeah, I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting a Mary. Yes, Mary, Mary, Mary say, saying that she she died horribly here. And um, Paranormal Lockdown, they they don't have any of that. What they do, they have all this technology. They have all these lasers and things. And they have this magic box which has got a very technical name, but which can apparently pick up the voices of the dead.
6: Yeah, I've and, seen those. What oh, they're called, spirit box or um, what call spirit boxes. Oh, but what it sounds like, like is that. someone tuning across a medium wave radio, and occasionally that's you'll pick it, yeah, up a yeah. word, and they'll, go, they'll take that as a message from beyond. But
19: that's it. Yeah, and um, they were in this, in this building, and uh, they turned on. Let's turn on the magic box, the spirit box, and you hear this kind of yeah, like uh, kind of tuning away a radio, and then you hear this voice going. Get out. Oh, I think he's telling us to get out. But yeah, because that's, that's what the producer just said into one of those funny microphones. That
6: is if the noise is clear. Like Very often, they'll just be like, and they'll say, oh, I heard it say, um, Mary, 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 Mary Sees. They'll go, oh, yeah, I heard Mary. that Oh, well. we We did a thing a while ago. Uh, one uh, Halloween, we went to what was supposedly one of the most haunted pubs in... Uh, I remember. Yeah, and there was a whole load of ghost hunters there. And yeah. what I did notice was kind of they kind of all one up to each other so if one of them heard the voice they all heard it you know and, and oh yeah and one had a box to put it in and um, oh yeah this program these programs i used to find really fascinating so the, this lockdown thing they went on a scientific pitch rather than a spiritual one.
19: Yeah, that's it. They laser beams to catch all the ghosts, and uh, and the, the most amazing bit was um, they like, They were staying in this place for two nights, and they said, "Okay, we, we've got these stories, we've these uh, rumours of, uh, of who lives here, which um which spirits are meant to live here." Uh, and so the first night, we're going to be looking out for this dark monk. Um, so it's always a dark uh, monk, uh,
6: isn't it? or a grey lady. <laughs>
19: which is pretty weird because it was actually a convent, so no monks ever lived there. <laughs> it was just nuns. But, yeah, they definitely picked up a monk. And, uh, yeah, they say, well, so were listening to him. We've got laser beams here, laser beams over there. We've got the box ready. Right, we're going to sleep here. What? Sleep? You're going to bed? You, you're here looking for... And it's nighttime, and you're going to go to bed? Brilliant. That's, that's going to catch some ghosts. You're going to kip. Amazing. I, oh. But apparently they'd pick up some footsteps. After two, uh, two nights there, they, found, uh, they heard some footsteps.
6: It'd be disappointing footsteps. if they didn't find something after a two-night sleepover, spooky sleepover. You
19: know? <laughs> it was, yeah. Do you remember when um, uh, Most Haunted did the, uh, yeah, the the kind of live shows? Yeah. And one series, uh, it was like a live week, and they had this brilliant idea where Derek Akura would do live readings where you could print off a poster to put in your window and he (laughs) would pick a street. And if he saw your poster, he'd come in and do a kind of a a spiritual reading of your house.
6: I don't remember that, but it sounds brilliant
19: it was a disaster, it was brilliant it, was, um, <laughs> it always works it's so well, it works so well when he's in a pub and you know, they might have a guidebook somewhere which tells you all the ghost stories and you can suddenly find all these names that, oh yeah, that was definitely a person, but um, yeah, walking up and down the street, he went to this house I think it was a Thursday night and um, it was like a young lad and his girlfriend on the sofa and Derek and Yvette were there and they go okay, so uh, this is John and he's got the poster in the window so uh, yeah, Derek's going to try and look for some spirit life in this house and <laughs> derek said okay so i'm picking up a uh, an old lady quite small does that sound familiar and the bloke just looked at him and said uh, "No, no no okay And know she's she's kind of quite a small old lady maybe with glasses gray hair does that sound no nothing mate sorry uh, okay. and, and about five minutes of this painful, cold reading went on, and at one point uh, he said, "Oh, you know what? She, she sounds like she's kind of, she's she's nice, but she's always saying things. Oh, will you stop playing that guitar so loudly?" And over this bloke's shoulder, you could see this acoustic guitar on the wall. Oh. And he said, no, I don't play guitar. No. Right, well, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Awkward. Sorry. The
6: usual gout is, well, have a, have a chat to your family members. They'll tell you that that's relevant. <laughs> you don't know it now, but it does make a difference. Oh, James, but all
19: swear, there was an old lady in the family at one point.
6: Yeah, exactly. Do you know someone who died short of breath at some point? Because they're right here now. So nice to speak to you, James. I'm going to have to go because we're coming up to the news. Oh, sorry about that. Thank that, you. Okay. No, don't apologise. The news happens every hour. Nice to speak to you, though. Take care. You too. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. 0344 499 1000 is the message I'm getting through from beyond. If they uh, want you to call. Yeah, they do.
4: Yeah, you.
0: The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle. never know just where the conversation will take you on Talk Radio.
6: Juliet Turner she's brilliant and one of the main things I like about her apart from the fact she can write a tune is that she sings in her own accent from Omar and you can tell it with every single word and it got me thinking about how many artists do the American voice, right? And the ones I always like are the ones that sing in their own voices, you know, sing in their own accents. If you can think of any more, we'll have that and all. 0344 499 1000. There's a whole heap of things you can call me on. You can ring me about anything. It's got a bit spooky in the last sort of 40 minutes or so. It doesn't have to stay that way if you don't fancy. But if you've got a spooky story, I mean, when better than after midnight to share it? So, other than that, I'm asking you about when you drank, the time you drank something that you shouldn't have. Not booze, though. I can see Andre's ringing again. I mean. Or that you pretended you couldn't do something to get out of doing it and now you're stuck with the lie. When did you last balls something up that you usually do really, really easily? Like me going through the flipping cones on my bike test on Monday. I couldn't believe it. I was so fixated on the harder part of the thing, which I actually managed easily when I came to do it, but partly because I'd got to that point where, you know, like when you're in an exam or a test situation you go and you think, we've well, already failed this, so I mean, what, what else matters? I was doing some quite bad swearing inside my helmet, but thankfully it's quite soundproof and tight so it would have just been muffled anyway so as i went round i knew i'd already failed it so i just went hell for leather and actually it turns out aced the rest of the test but it didn't matter i'd already failed it so when was the last time you ballsed something up you normally find easy and when was the last time you flashed someone by accident apologies to the man in the tesco petrol station early on who saw my left boob quite clearly i blame the outfit i didn't do it on purpose speaking of boobs hey andre
15: Hi, uh, Kath, I've got a a little song. A Ouija Board by the Smiths. All right. Here we go. Here it comes. Can't can't wait. Yeah, you'll like it. It's good. Well,
6: don't go too heavy on. that.
15: Hold on. 0244 499
6: 1000. You can make this stop whenever you call.
15: Hold on. Smith's Ouija balled. Lyrics.
6: How's that drinking working out?
15: Not too bad.
6: Well, you say that.
15: Anyway, Cap, I'll go find it out. Just go straight. I've got it. All right, hold on. Here we go. All right, ready.
6: Born ready, mate.
15: It's a good sign. All right, ready. Yep.
6: You're right in Tokyo,
15: yeah. Please, someone phone up. Oh three four four four
13: nine nine one thousand. Here we go.
15: Here we go. Yep, we're going. To an old
20: friend, you both. you both. I mean, do you work for me? I, mean, I have to, to say hello to a good friend. Mm-hmm. Well, she has now gone Blimey. from Miss unhappy planet though the carnivores and the destructors on it.
13: I mean, for the love of God, please.
20: 03444991000. Would you help me? Cos I still do feel so horribly lonely. Would you, would you help me? Celebrate and this award, I season. Just can't find my place in this world. I mean, well, is a song that the soul. Has no song from this unhappy planet. With all the caribals and the destructors of it. Hear my voice. Oh, hear my voice. Oh, hear my voice. Oh, hear my voice. Oh, my voice. oh I really just guided me out far.
6: What, in a minute? You've set the dogs off.
15: get a bit of volume on it? Oh, please. Because you've got to appreciate this bit in a minute. I ain't got to. A... I don't want like that. It's coming over me. Hold on. This has only got 14 views. It's got a new one. Can't
6: believe it. Classic like
15: that. Hold on. It goes a bit quiet, but... She has now gone from this unhappy planet
20: with all the carnivores and the destructors on him.
6: I mean... It comes to something when a howling dog is more tuneful than an Andre, doesn't it? Hey, Alan. Alan.
21: Hello. Hello. How are you, Captain? I'm very well. Are you driving a car? I'm driving the wagon tonight again, Captain.
6: I would ask you to give us a honk <laughs> on the old horn, but that would be illegal.
21: It would at this time of the night, love.
6: It would do. How are you keeping?
21: I'm keeping fine. How are you?
6: I'm all right, you know.
21: <laughs> yes. This beat's doing a proper do job. Time? Yeah, assume you didn't pass the
6: motorbike test on Monday. There'll
21: be another. Oh, yeah, definitely.
6: I've got to practice those cones, though. But you know it'll be something else next time. I think Oh, I, yeah,
21: yeah,
6: I blame I it. it. <laughs> I blame it. It was a little bit windy that day, and I think I just took it a little bit slow, and that's what gave me the wobble, and that's when I put my foot down. So I've just got to keep yeah, my speed a bit more consistent. Yeah,
21: that's it. So it's an automatic you use. Yeah, job.
6: it's a point and squirt. Yeah,
21: yeah you've got... I mean, it's a thingy bit harder on an auto than a, uh, a clutch
6: one. This is what my instructor said, and it made me feel a little bit better.
21: <laughs> it does, yes. But the examiner did that
6: thing where they're really dour all the way through it, and then once we got back and he was telling me about what happened, he was yeah. nice, and I thought, oh, why don't I just like see past the scary bit beforehand and not let it phase me? But we Either... Well, that's
21: it. Uh, just, get, just get back on and ride again.
6: Yeah, I will do. I will do.
21: Have you have you yeah. passed that test? Yeah, I've got... I ride the 1,200 myself, so... Wah! Wow. <laughs> wow, yeah, Wah! Yeah, big bite.
6: Why do they make you go through those cones, right? Because they're really close together and surely they shouldn't be encouraging us to bob and weave like that.
21: Well, it's in case you get, get in a situation where you've got to swerve out of the road quickly. Yeah, but then there's there. the
6: swerving thing where you've got to go through yeah. the uh, speed trap and then... Sw- so that's done. I don't understand the wiggly slalom thing, but I suppose it's to see if you can control your bike, which clearly I couldn't.
21: Well, that's it. You just go... It's just control and... That's all it is, basically.
6: Have you ever come off your bike? <laughs>
21: uh yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's fell down on me a couple of times.
6: Ah. Oh. But yeah. have you come off it on the road? Yes.
21: <laughs> Yeah.
6: Have you? What was What was that like?
21: Um, well, I've got leathers, but uh, luckily the leathers just took a little bit of a glaze, so so um, I felt it. You know, it was all right. You know, you feel a bit uh, funny when you first come up. You know. Yeah. And that, that was all because of oil being on the road and I, I didn't see it.
6: Boom, this is the thing, right? In a car, you or in your case, in a wagon, right, you're so kind of elevated above all that stuff, but riding a bike, uh, you know, uh, and 60 miles an hour feels fast on my little thing, my little hairdryer, yeah. but you kind of notice every single bump, every imperfection in the road, and some of those potholes have, could be flipping lethal. Oh, my God, yeah,
21: them, them potholes that should be illegal. Yeah. Well, you know. I mean, do you, do you notice something, Did You always do it in winter time? and when it comes warmer, the tarmac decides to lift again. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah, right. no. They
4: yeah. just put too...
21: They, put, they don't put the right stuff in.
6: Listen, yeah. you know that, I know that, but unfortunately the powers that be are just doing patch-up jobs, aren't they, half the time?
21: Well, that's it. Anyway. they just just getting away with things and that's it, and,
6: Anyway, I shall watch myself on that bike. because I don't wear leathers. It seems a bit silly on a tiny bike like mine. But um, I have got, I have got a proper armoured bike jacket that I wear if I'm like going long distances or in front of a people yeah. of authority. But let's be honest; for the most part, I just wear like a, a thick coat because it's flipping freezing
21: on it. <laughs> Summer, every summer. Oh, I can't uh, wait! There's
6: nothing more wonderful than riding a bike like that in the summer. It's so much fun. I yeah. love it so much. But I'm determined to pass this thing. It's just ah, it's just knocked me a little bit.
21: Oh, well, I said just get go back and do it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I will. You got to. I will. Anyway, I only phoned I up to cheer you up tonight, and he will say
6: good luck with it next time. Oh, thanks, Alan. I appreciate it.
21: Okay. You take care, off so
6: Car. You, you, you two You two. By now is Lisa. Hello, Lisa. Hello, Cass. Hello. Yeah. yeah, I'm fine. I thought I had to find you because you try singing. Oh God. Thank you for saving us because it was only when I had a few phone calls on the rank I thought, right now we can completely dispatch this fella, flipping heck. I mean, who told him he could sing?
13: Oh, oh, I don't know. I don't know, but bless him. I mean, at least he's happy to himself, isn't he? He is
6: happy. There is that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How are you keeping, I've anyway?
13: A, oh, I'm fine. Well, as fine as I can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I've got a, a story about somebody drinking something that
6: basically. All right, hang on. Oh, You're a bit muffled, happening. Lisa. Have you got your... Yeah, you have oh. got your thumb over the phone hole or anything.
13: No, I've got. A stu- hang on, let me take it out. Of its cover. I think it's, it's cover. Let's it is.
6: It the- is that better? Yeah. Yeah. I
13: could. I could,
6: I could tell there was over. an obstruction in the mouth area. <laughs> that
13: is very strange, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Go um, on then. My mum. My mum's got actually. She's got dementia, which is very sad. But she actually drank a bottle of Bailey's and Harding hand soap. No. Because she thought of Bailey's. And she thought she read it as
6: Bailey's. Bailey's and Harding hand soap, Bailey's. I mean I know.
13: Bless her. So that's dement that was the dementia in her because just all this white liquid
6: bottle.
4: Oh, yeah,
6: that's Bailey's No. Oh bless her. Poor thing. Was she all right uh, or did she throw up? Uh, yeah, she was alright, I think she. Had to she bubbled a bit, but, she bubbled a bit. <laughs> yeah. but I tell you what, I bet she smelled gorgeous either end.
13: Oh well, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't Oh
6: know. bless her. That's such a horrible <laughs> thing though, dementia, isn't it? It must be awful, heartbreaking. Oh, it is heartbreaking. I
13: mean, this, this is a, a lovely, peaceful, calm woman that turns into a really angry, yeah. sometimes aggressive, bit of a racist. To be fair. Right. She's completely changed her personality.
6: Do you think it's through fear, confusion?
13: Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, well, I don't to, I think she's fearful. She's turned into very much like a toddler. Right. Um,
6: A racist toddler. Yeah, what a combo. A
13: really angry racist toddler. <laughs> Flipping it. <laughs> like, like, you know. Not all the time, but you know she'll come out with every mouth. Hey, you can't say that. <laughs> can't say that. Yeah. Are there any yeah, flashes yeah. of
6: of the mum that you used to have? Because that that that's something, isn't it? Sometimes you get a moment where you go, ah, that's you again.
13: Yeah, it's very rare. Very rare. It's old. She always tries to give me money, thinks oh. I'm the poor one of the family. Oh, she's so, well, I'm always writing out texts for the rich ones. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, bless in her. Anyways, but yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, I'm the poor one. Just like, oh, I want to give you some money. No, I don't need any money. Oh, you know. bless her for trying. And then she give it to me and she'll forget. And she'll go, where have I put my money? So we've put it. we we've, we've, we've all got a system and the system is where we just put it on the shelf and we put it back in our doors, you know.
6: Yeah, I have a friend whose wife was a dementia nurse and he told me that a lot of the time the technique is, rather than sort of contradicting and stuff, you know, for example... um. Uh, at one point, my, my grandma, when she was alive, my uh, grandma Florence, yeah. she went through a time where we couldn't work. At, I think actually she had a water infection, but her nurses, because they didn't know her very well, thought she had dementia. She yeah. didn't. When they sorted out the water infection, she was fine again for a while. But then towards the end, she just completely went. But there were um moments where she thought she was at school and she was waiting for her dad, uh, and yeah. she was waiting to be picked up and stuff, and she was calling for her dad all the time. And my mate told me that what his wife would do in that situation is humor them and say, "Yeah, your dad's going to be here in a bit. So just hang on. He'll be here in a bit." And then, of course, they would forget,
4: you know, yeah. what, what
6: you'd said, and they and they wouldn't be hanging on, uh, but they also wouldn't feel that thing of you know, you take saying, "Well, your dad died, you know, fifty years ago. He's not coming. You're, in, you know, you're an old lady. This is where you are." Because because doing that kind of reignited the fear Aww. fear in her. In you know, God, what, you know what what's happening to me. But, yeah, um,
13: very. He's very sad. It's like he's he's trying to. You can tell by the little things she does. as he's trying to make herself young again. Everybody yeah. fancies her. He turns into a bit of a tart. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, oh that that the man he came and bought my dinner van, he fancies me.
6: Oh bless her! Well, listen, if
13: if, 86, 86, you carry on.
6: <laughs> if if you can be adored like that in your eighty-six year, why not? That's the yeah, sort. You know, oh, well. <laughs> bless her. Yeah. In her mind, she's yeah. Sophia Loren. Why not?
13: Well, that's it. Oh. it probably is. Yeah, yeah. Right. O- although
6: not Sophia Loren because she's a dirty foreigner.
13: <laughs> <laughs> Mum's opinion. Yeah. Yeah. flipping
6: it. Nice. Oh, nice to speak to you, Lisa. All right, Thank Thank, you. Thanks for sharing that little snapshot with us. Let's have a quick word with Pablo. Hey, Pablo.
2: How do? How do? I'm
6: all right. Thanks. How are you keeping?
2: I'm, I'm all right. I was just um, finishing off uh, Dirty John on Netflix.
12: I
6: beg
2: your pardon. Right, um, well, exactly. I thought I'd add the Netflix. Just what
6: what is back. Dirty John?
2: Well, it, it's a true, um, true life crime thing. Um, there was a podcast the LA like Times did last year, right, and. Um, basically this woman who just met up with this guy um, through an internet dating thing, and it all just went crazy from there.
4: Um,
2: yeah, and it's it's good. Uh, the the podcast itself is worth a listen just because it's all the interviews of the real people and and mm. everything, and it, it's episodic and it kind of de- leaves everything up till the end and the like, which is quite good. I might
6: have a go um, on that. What, what's the podcast called?
2: Uh, it, it's just called Dirty John.
6: Dirty John. I think I know him.
2: Um, And Netflix is the same name, um, and it's got um, Eric Banner, uh, the Australian who was the Hulk.
6: Yeah, of course Uh, I know who Eric Banner was. I was terrified of that fella.
2: Um, yeah, well, he's he's uh, he's playing the titular Dirty John in the Netflix thing. Um, but to be honest, I don't know which to recommend first because I found the Netflix show slightly lacking because I already knew what was going to happen. Right, well, I'm
6: going know. podcast first because my podcasts, they've been really slack recently and I'm running out of episodes. So if this is, I'll, have a, I'll start this tonight on the way home.
2: Yeah, well, anyway, I, I, whilst I was watching the final episode of that, I, I, I got like a, a tweet accusing me of uh, calling up and falling asleep on air. <laughs> um,
6: no, and, it was uh, it was a fella called Paolo
2: Oh, Paolo uh, Sleepy okay. Paolo Well, it's somebody with a legitimate uh, Spanish name
6: Apparently, um, but we will never find out because he snored in quite a British way
2: Ah, uh, right, not, not a siesta then
6: No, No, actually, um, you're right if he was Spanish, he'd be used to being up at this time he'd just have been finishing his dinner
2: well, that's it, you know. Just be just be ready to get out and out and about after sleeping for a couple of hours. Have a walkabout
6: in his pressed trousers and his Lacoste jumper casually over his shoulders.
2: Chinos all the way. Yes. Um, oh yeah, and the other thing um, you're talking about people singing with their accents and yeah. the like. Yeah. Uh, well, obviously there's quite a noted one who's just done well at the Brits, uh, Sam Fender. Um, He kind of sings in his own accent on the odd occasion. What's his accent? Uh, He's a a jury from North Shields. Oh. Um, I vaguely know him.
6: Uh, Of course you do, Pabs.
2: Oh, I know he used to work in a pub um, that he refers to quite a lot, called The Low Lights, but he used to work behind the bar there, so I know him from there and I work with his mum. uh, Sam Fender. Let's have a look. Yeah. He's uh, he's won the um, Critics' Choice Award of the Brits. Oh, he's a
6: young man, kind of a George Ezra-looking type fella.
2: Yeah, and uh, well, when he speaks, there's no airs and graces there. He's proper, you know, he, he makes me sound
6: posh. I mean, you are um, posh, Pablo, we know this. Well, well, I'm hang on, hang on. Yeah. hang on, let's have a quick listen to this fella. They always kick in with the adverts by surprise. Right, here we go. Well, By the way, pop stars are getting too young. They used to be about my age or older. All of a sudden, they're children. Can they stop that, please? I'll be honest, I'm not hearing a lot of... Uh, n- it's, n- it's
2: not as apparent, that. to be honest, I, I was mainly mentioning him because I vaguely know him and he, he won a brick. Outrageous. But, you
6: uh, don't want to drop a name, so you come on you here with go, false pretenses.
2: Well, if you want to go pure Geordie, and this is somebody I actually do know as well. Of course it is. Um, uh, but, uh... Jimmy uh, uh, Nail? Uh, no, no, I despise that man. Um, <laughs>
6: you despise him. Do you know him?
2: No, I don't. No, I don't. But I, I do know people who have had interactions with him whilst he was uh, more of a... Uh, a football regular, if uh, if you catch my drift, oh. he was a bit of a hoodlum back in the day, apparently, pre uh, after we Zayn Before he became um, a
6: smoothie.
2: Well, that's it. That's it. And uh, my crocodile shoes were, uh, wouldn't
6: have gone very far in the terraces, would they? Have been yes, kicked out and, for pontiness. My,
2: my my family have a long history of Sunderland supporting in their lineage, so uh, somebody like Jimmy Neal wasn't uh, wasn't a fan. Uh-huh.
4: Um
2: but uh, I digress. But you know, uh, Richard Dawson, um, yeah. he's like a folk musician. Right, and he in, like created his own instruments and kind of. De- I, I will say it. It's a. It, it is Marmite related. I love it, and plenty of other people oh. do. But um... R-
6: Richard Dawson. Okay, I've got. I've got him here. Ogre oh, okay, official video. Is he sweaty He's well, not sweaty he? oh flipping it. Elton John. You can bog off. This is nothing to do with you. I've got no business here. Right. Hang on. Let's just get rid of this advert. By the way, I'm completely ready for this Elton John video, uh, film that's coming out. I haven't watched um, Bohemian Rhapsody, but I will, even though everyone says it's Pony. Apart
2: from yeah, it's Egerton. He looks, looks all right from he's, uh, what I've seen the, the new trailer that's hit recently.
6: I'm, I'm completely up for it. Right, let's see. Richard Dawson. Oh, it is very uh, wandering minstrel, isn't it? a bit and get him actually singing.
2: It's, it's, it's probably, uh, I think either, there's a song called either The, the Vile Stuff or Nothing Important, right. either of them we're, are. We're
6: are, in Ogre now, so let's let's plunge in oh further. yeah, yes.
2: Skip on. Once he goes.
6: Fair enough. Okay. That was it, yeah.
2: <laughs> it's very good, I'd say it, it, it's, a, it's a matter of taste and I think If, your it, if
6: you're not ready for that, Level of hey nonny nonny, it comes as a bit of a shock.
2: Well, that's it, but he's a, he's very much a he's a, a big folk traditionalist yeah. to the point that he goes back to the... but he he brings it to the new by creating his own instruments and he detunes them and, and things like that. Right. And it yeah. uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a it's a vocal tour de force.
6: Oh, maybe I'll give it a listen in the privacy of my own because uh, that uh, what, what was a shock as I say and and the video for it was all like peasants. Um, and I'm I'm not being snobbish. Actual peasants, kind of digging in the dirt and stuff. So it was proper going back. When I say the old school, I mean medieval. I mean quills. Well, that's it.
2: If, if we hadn't had, um, I think one of my children was either ill or being born around at that time. But I was almost in that video too. What? It's a, it's a small world. You're kidding me. Well, to be fair, he, he put up an open thing, just saying anybody who's got. Oh a beard, right, okay. It looks a so bit funny.
6: So like, I could have been Tracy Barlow because I saw an advert. You could have been in that video.
2: Well, as I say, I knew, I knew him. We 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 uh, we used to frequent the same nightclub. I saw his early band, his first band. Uh... What
6: nightclub was it? Medieval Times.
2: <laughs> it was uh, the White Swan. Oh. oh, no, the Black Swan. The Black Swan in Newcastle. The Black Swan Art Centre. Thank oh. you very much.
6: Oh, that's where all the stars hang out.
2: Yes. <laughs> no, no, not really.
6: And Pablo, thanks very much for your call. Let's have a quick word with that vile troll, Ollie.
20: Hello. Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang
6: on. Actually, I'm not going to speak to you because we've oh, missed a break. Oh. So, oh. so shush a minute. And everyone else, buy all this
4: stuff.
0: Experience the unconventional, the unpredictable, and the completely unorthodox. The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio.
6: Oh, 03444991000. Four, now, Ollie, where were we? Why, why am I a troll? I don't know why you are. I think there's something lacking in your soul. <laughs>
18: You know, my wife says that you and Ian bully me. Oh, just she? That you're mean to me, yeah. Oh. You, you agree. do agree. Of
6: course <laughs> I don't agree, but that's classic <laughs> bully behaviour. <laughs> I only do it because I like you, Ollie. That's no excuse, yeah, is it?
18: that's what I, that's what I tell the, my wife.
6: Yeah, she doesn't believe you. Does she not want you to uh, play with us anymore?
18: Yeah, she's like, oh, why do you call them if i mean to you? <laughs> For enemies.
6: For enemies.
18: <laughs> um... I'm I'm going to France tomorrow. What for? For my wife's birthday. I'm going to Paris.
6: Oh, nice. So are you taking her or are you just going on your own?
18: Uh, I'm taking her, yeah.
6: <laughs> Whereabouts in Paris are you staying?
18: Oh, I don't know. Near the station. I can't remember the station. I can't remember there were a few stations. One. What near the... The, the Eurostar wherever that that comes in the garden
6: garden or doesn't it
18: yeah 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 that was it something yeah yeah all right
6: let me just check what's what arrondissement that's in because i'll tell you whether it's a dodgy one right (laughs) i mean when i lived there it was all pretty dodgy to be honest
18: yeah i did hear yeah oh
6: god the station i mean when you go on the metro just make sure you don't sit anyone opposite anyone who's got a hat over their lap
18: because you don't want to know
6: what goes on underneath
18: I was going to ask you about advice, like uh, what's a good say, what's good sayings.
6: What what's good sayings in in Paris?
18: Yeah, in f- French because I did French in high school, but all I can remember is uh, Je m'appelle paie, okay. Je habite en maison.
6: Oh right, okay. You live in a house. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that's all you need to know. You know what <laughs> happened in Paris, and this is what used to happen all the time. What will happen in Paris is you'll try uh, ordering in French and they'll say, I think it is better if we speak in English, don't you?
18: <laughs>
6: That's what will happen. The best advice I can give you is don't stop for anyone in the street, nobody, because they oh, will try right. and get money off you. But then, you know, I had a pretty um, jaded experience and it was a long time ago, but I don't imagine it's much different from how you'd behave in in London, really. Yeah. If someone's trying to stop me in the street and sign you up, here's what happened to me probably in the first week is I went to the Champs Elysees and there was uh, I was walking up and down with some friends of mine and we were quite clearly not French, okay? Mm. And uh, this woman stopped us and she tried to sign us up for this charity. She was raising money for something or other and we had to write our names down and our addresses. And as I opened my purse to give her a few, I, I don't think even think it was, was it euros then? I think it might have been francs. Mm. This shows how long ago it was. It must have been about 1997, 8, right, when, okay. I, when I when I was living there. And she said uh, in French, well, the more you give, the more it helps. And she helped herself to about 20. You know, so I was going to give her five. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> so that's when I kind of thought, oh, I've been done here. But, of course, at that point, I didn't want to have a fight. I was only yeah. used to speaking to a sympathetic French speaker because I'd just done my A-level French. And I hadn't quite got to the level that I was by the time I left uh, Paris, which was... Uh, Larry let's put it that way I was la- I was really Larry so yeah I never stopped for anyone again because every time someone tried to stop me in the street it would always be either like filth from an old man who said he wanted to rip my head off and do it with my neck God. or yeah someone showing me the willy or someone taking oh. money out of my purse <laughs> I actually think it made my astigmatism in my eyes worse because I got used to looking like far in the distance like I was on a mission oh. <laughs> and uh, but I was really good at magic eye pictures by the time I came back, so you know, silver linings.
18: <laughs> when you when you do like when you say things in French, are you supposed to do like an accent, like a French accent? Well, do, because like when pe- foreigners here speak, they don't like put on an English accent. Well, here's do they? the thing:
6: they sometimes are trying, but you will still hear their proper accent coming through. Although. In my experience, the Dutch are really good at sounding quite posh English. I was mates yeah. with a guy in sp- Spain for about two months before I realised he was Dutch and not posh. <laughs> His name was Date, so that should have been a giveaway. But you know, these posh people—they call the kids all sorts. Um, but yeah, he because the, in in Holland they um, have a, they watch BBC, so yeah. he knew all the cultural references and stuff, and he had quite just a really neutral accent. Probably spoke better English than me.
18: Yeah. Um,
6: but I tell you something which I found really bizarre. When I was I, when I was living in Paris, I had a French landlady, and I thought she was super chic. You know, she had the glossy black bob and everything. She was beautiful, and I thought she and she was kind of dignified, older woman. You know, she's she was thirty five for God's sake. I look back now, she wasn't that old, but I remember thinking she was super sophisticated. Apart from the time when she said, "Oh, let's go out for the evening. and I'll pick a film," and I was thinking, "Oh, great, she's going to take me to see like a truffo film or something." And we went to see Mister Bean. but she was super sophisticated and I remember her going all funny because one of my lecturers from the British Institute in Paris which was kind of a joint venture between uh, a French university and the University of London (laughs) based in Paris in like a really posh typically Parisian um, townhouse building right where all the embassies are so there's all like flags and stuff it looks super posh it looked kind of like sort of Belgravia type place so it looked great but my experience there was that they didn't give a monkeys about you know whether we went to classes and stuff it was quite shoddy which was great for me um but when one of my lecturers rang up um he'd been living in bearing in mind this is a man who's been living in france since probably he was about 30 and now he was about 60 But his french accent was non-existent it was all like (laughs) bonjour je m'appelle and and he spoke like that and she thought that was the sexiest thing going. <laughs> I said you're kidding oh, me. Brilliant. I said you're kidding me. That is outrageous. I said we all try and do the french accent and try to be o- as authentic yeah. as possible but it turns out you guys love that stuff. So I guess it's a bit like you know um that chef Jean-Christophe Novelli.
4: Um, oh. Or
6: or like uh, what's a more recent um reference? Uh what's that the Italian guy called who uh oh, who oh what's his name? Was he
18: doing?
6: Uh, well, you know, he talks like uh, Gina De Campo, right? Talks oh, like yeah. this. I was going to oh, do yeah, that, yeah. right? And everyone thinks it's cute and charming and kind of sexy, right? And Jean Christophe Novelli was speaking very much like this, right? And if you, I met him once, and he made me go really funny. And I thought I'd been put a Frenchman for life after my experience there. But I met him, and I kind of went. Ba, 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 ba. Anyway, so he speaks very like this, and he's kind of, uh, you know, very, uh, very French, and kind of uh, does a pouty thing with his mouth when he talks. Um. I mean, very sexy. But I imagine to a French person who speaks good English, it sounds like he's not bothering.
18: Yeah. yeah so, like, oh, sorry. If, so
6: I was going to say, so if you want to go places, I know you're taking your wife, but if you want to get stuff,
18: <laughs> be as English as pos. But yeah, because I'm doing that. You know, I'm doing that Japanese, yeah. and I'm worried that I can't can't do the accent, and that might ruin my pronunciation because I can't do any accents at all.
6: Really? You're doing one now?
18: apart from my own.
6: Um, It's
18: like, I don't...
6: I guess with Japanese, you've got to to imitate them a bit because the sounds are important, right?
18: No, it just wouldn't come out right.
6: Really? So you say, origato?
18: Arigato. Gozaimasu. Gozaimasu. (laughs) Allegato,
12: <laughs> Well,
6: I mean that's slightly racist, but um, yeah, exactly. No, it's not. I think they'll appreciate you trying, right? And especially Japanese. The gist yeah. I get from the times, the, the weekend I spent in Japan was that they appreciate someone trying because it's not usual, especially for yeah. someone from an English person.
18: Yeah, like French, I, I couldn't even do it. Like, but the she thing is. Uh, j'habite en maison.
6: J'habite une maison.
18: J'habite une maison. I can't, what did I you just know say? I don't know. <laughs> but I, It's like my tongue doesn't go the right way. Well, what do you need I to I do? Put on
6: the... <laughs> I think, for having been a languages student, I, I think that every language has got kind of a song to it, right? Uh... So you know the French one is kind of like this, okay? And so, and then the Spanish one is more like rakataka, right? <laughs> <laughs> and once you get that in your mind, the thing is, right, you're still at the stage where you're thinking of each letter in the word because you're trying to say it yeah. properly, right? But you'll get to a point where you stop. So here's what happened with me. You stop translating it and start thinking in that language. But also, I learned my languages. I was rubbish in class. I couldn't remember, like, vocabulary and stuff. It was like
5: yeah. learning
6: a code that you never use. I mean, what's the yeah. point? But it was only going over there and being stuck there, and it was either sink or swim. I started to learn it, I suppose, like a kid would. You know, I would copy, mm-hmm. which means that my written Spanish is actually quite pony. My written French was... Because no one ever explained yeah. to... We were kind of brought up in a time when they didn't really s- explain English grammar to us very much, did they? Uh,
18: so yeah, I'm like that.
6: I only had to, I had to learn I had learned English grammar because I had to relate it when I was at university to like French and Spanish grammar and like understand what these terms were that they were giving us. But yeah, I was sadly lacking. But you know my spoken language is good because you know I was kind of immersed in it and I kind of speak the way they speak. Well, they did in the 90s. It's probably very dated now, but um, just have a go.
18: Yeah, here's the problem. When
6: you're a grown-up, you start to feel, you know, self-conscious about it.
18: Yeah, like yeah, because we're doing it like group classes. Everyone sees you, and you can feel them judging you. Have you got a Japanese teacher? Yeah, yeah, she's really cool. She's like totally what you would think of like a little Japanese grandma, like an old Japanese grandma. Like I want her to be my grandma. Brilliant. (laughs) Yeah, she's really cool.
6: She sounds awesome. I I had a Japanese flamenco dancing teacher once that was something and actually thinking about it for the crossovers my Spanish teacher at um, upper school was French so you know I had to stop saying gracias (laughs) but you know it's um, it's fun I love it so much and I like that kind of element of surprise when you when you try and Um, and and they're taken aback because they don't expect English or British people to have a go Mm. so well done you, I think it shows a certain amount of optimism and openness of spirit and heart that um, I wish I saw more of
18: yeah, I'm going to
6: try my best Yeah, but you know, Jabito and Maison is not going to get you massive, tell you what the best thing to do is, because I I tried this with various different things, I think I had a Japanese one and I had a Greek one for a while and I can still change £100 in Greece if called upon to do so Um, but Get, like, I'm sure you probably download an app now.
18: Yeah, yeah. I think, like, the biggest one I want is just, like, uh, excuse me, like, if I bump into something, mm-hmm. like somebody like Well, a, sorry. they won't. You
6: don't have to say that in Paris. No oh. one gives us stuff. <laughs> we say, do you know what I've learned from doing languages? We say excuse me and sorry a lot more than everybody else.
18: I think Japanese is actually quite like that. It's like everything has, like, a certain... Like you have to show respect, yeah. And like, yeah, you sorry is used a lot, and like, hello. And...
6: Here's a thing I learnt from being over there for three days: um, is that they don't make small talk. That's dis- that's considered rude. So you could, there's yeah. a lot of really awkward silences.
20: <laughs> but you just got
6: to relax into them because actually, our kind of tendency to, <laughs> um, nice weather, you know, all that stuff, <laughs> you don't, don't need to do. Just, just, just be serene.
18: Yeah. So yeah. that's
6: good if you've not got very much vocabulary because you just look really classy.
18: Cool <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. cool.
6: But have a wonderful time in Paris. I haven't been back Thank since you. I lived there and I kind of it's become a bit of a thing now yeah. and I need to I need to do it.
18: Yeah, we I don't know where I'm going, just like the usual like Notre Dame and
6: oh, so amazing. Yeah. I, I really loved that place. Go yeah. on the um I don't know if they still have them, but if they do, the Bateau Mouche. Okay. These sort of long, flat cruising boats. And then you'll see Uh, loads and loads of different sites and you won't have to pay. You
18: won't have to pay any
6: more to see them, you know, and and you'll get around. Because here's another thing. When I lived there, I spent a lot of time on the metro and it was only in the last couple of weeks when my metro card had run out that I realised how close places were and what a lovely place it is to walk through when you're not being accosted by perverts and uh, (laughs) artists.
18: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. Totally.
6: Have a brilliant time. I think the weather's going to be glorious for you.
18: Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Oh,
6: take cool. lots of pictures.
18: Wow. I would
6: You're a good one, But don't okay. tell Ian yeah, I said trial.
18: that. Yeah, no troll everyone.
6: <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks very much for ringing. 0344 499 1000.
0: The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle. Speech radio with a difference. Talk radio.
6: I tell you what, this is a bit of a blast from the past. Hello, Barry and Weston Super Mayor.
3: Hi, Catherine. Hello. Yeah, lovely talking to you. The evening's gone so quickly
6: hasn't it it has actually it's gone really fast i always find it a little bit sort of mm, seems to go slower when i set out at the beginning of the show and then all of a sudden it sort of cranks up and it it runs its own course but anyway
3: it always picks up a momentum doesn't it yeah it it
6: really does anyway how you been keeping
3: i've been keeping really well Catherine. um actually last time i phoned in i I spoke to you i think you were the american lady was it katie
6: katie puckrick one of my favorite people
3: yeah, she's a nice lady. It was August the 25th, my birthday. But I listen every night, um, Catherine.
6: Oh, thanks.
3: Yeah. Um, really, just a couple of things, really. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to my granddaughter coming back tomorrow. She's um, She's gone with the Western College to um, Poland. She's doing her A-levels and she, uh, she's taking history. She's doing the thirty nine forty five period so they've wow. gone out to Poland.
6: Wow, that's an experience, isn't it?
3: Auschwitz. Blimey. So she's a very bright, bright academic sort of girl, you know, very, mm-hmm. very switched on. So I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what her experiences was and how it affected her. I'm sure it will. Yeah.
6: Have you ever been there?
3: No, I've not. Um, I went out on a political conference in about '67 through the National Union of Mine Workers, and I went out to Germany. Right. And that was interesting. I, I mean, the war was. I mean, I was born in 43, so the war was still, you know, it wasn't too far away, so mm-hmm. that was interesting. And my experiences of Germany and the German people was lovely. I just, I thought they were lovely people, you know.
6: And what side of the wall were you on?
3: It was in the west, yeah. It's a place called St. Andreasburg. Uh, there was the border, the, the, the obviously the border was still there then. And uh, that was um, only, I think, 10 or 12 miles away or something. Yeah. Uh, we went up to the border. It was quite strange, it just standing the other side of it yeah. and then you sort of see these watchtowers and machine guns and all that but thankfully all that's gone now it's
6: crazy isn't it that, that that's quite recent history a different life
3: it is um you know as, as the years go on you know i mean it gets further and further behind you but yeah. i'm really looking forward to seeing her um well, i wanted to just give my condolences actually for uh
6: Dennis has passed, does not he? Yeah, um, we're going to go to the funeral in, in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, bless him. We were kind of concerned about him because it, he'd gone ever so quiet and that was not like Dennis. And we kind of assumed that the worst had happened. But it turns out he, he passed away more recently than we, than we thought. Bless him.
3: Yeah I heard uh, Ian, Ian was talking about it and I'd, I'd actually thought about calling in and asking about Dennis because yeah. I was a little bit concerned because yeah. he was a regular contributor wasn't yeah.
6: he And loads of people rang up actually and, or, or tweeted us saying "Do we know about Dennis and we'd been trying to make kind of polite inquiries but short of ringing up and saying you know is Dennis alright we didn't really know what to do and um, yeah so very very sad what a nice fella
3: He was. He was a real blunt northerner, wasn't he? He said it as it was. (laughs)
6: He was. He'd been living down south for years as well, but he hadn't changed a bit.
3: Yeah. How you been keeping anyway?
6: I'm all right. I'm all right. You know.
3: That's good. Bobbing along. Good tonight. Um, I, I think the um, was it Alex the caller? Alec, yeah. That was very convincing, you know, Catherine.
6: I know. Do you know what I mean? I'm quite a cynical person, and especially when it comes to the supernatural, you know. I, I even people that tell me stories where you know they're convinced i just think well you know well you think it happened but well, i can completely see the hole in that story couldn't really see it there other than if he was just a really good actor but i don't think he was
3: no i, I mean i i must admit I, I bought into that i think the older you get the more i've, I've become more open-minded i'm a very open-minded person well, some so people I, don't know, do I they listen but, yeah. to all of this mm. and- Quite a few experiences that I've had in places like Glastonbury, top of Glastonbury Tor in particular, and Avebury, the um, the West Kennet Barrow. I mean, bit bit too long to go into, but um, very meaningful to me, you know. And and it's something if you experience it yourself, you know, you know what you see. Mm -hmm. Somebody else can kid you, but you can't always kid yourself, can you?
6: Yeah. And was it what you saw or what you felt or a bit of both?
3: It was an experience. Um, It was a, a a combination of circumstances that were but it's it was more than just being circumstantial you know oh. um it, it's a bit it's probably too long to go into but flipping one, it
6: you you find your moment don't you i'm completely intrigued and we've not got time to, to go into it
3: <laughs> yeah the one was at abri um the west kennett barrow uh-huh. and it was a recurring dream that i'd had and i went into the barrow and and everything unfolded as i dreamed it i used to get that two or three times and the thing is since since i had that awareness and that experience, I've not had that recurring dream again. Gosh. Um, so you know that was to me. I can't. I can't see any side around it. I, I found up how to use about it actually, and there was a lady doing dream interpretation. Mm-hmm. She sort of said it was, it, it was revisiting previous life through the dream world. You know that was her interpretation on it. I mean, yeah. you take that for
4: and
6: yeah. And yeah, you've just hit the limit of why I'm prepared to believe. <laughs>
3: Yeah, but it, it, it convinced me, I can promise you, Catherine. Yeah, it really no, did. Yeah.
6: No, you know, you know yourself.
3: Yeah, so yeah, I mean I've yeah, everything's good, everything's all right. I listen every every night. I don't I prefer to listen now than to call in, you know. Okay. Um Well you but, know you're welcome. Yeah, I know that, Catherine, and it's uh, it's lovely to listen to both yourself and, uh, and Ian and you know, I'm I'm always interested in knowing how you're both doing. Hmm.
6: Thanks very much. I really appreciate it, Barry.
3: That's lovely. Take nice you. to talk to you, Catherine. You
6: too. Have a good night. All right, we can just about manage to fit in. Giselle. Hello. Hello. Thank you for ringing.
12: Okay, I wasn't going to, but you know me, I wanted to say what everybody else is thinking, which is tonight's been a really nice vibe, so oh, thank you for that.
6: Thanks very much. I appreciate it. I know it's not quite, it's never the same, is it? And uh, I do miss my mate, but um, I, I'm really, really you know, intrigued and entertained by the phone call, so thanks to everyone who's rung in tonight. I really appreciate it.
12: You know, I think you, you have a different vibe solo to Withy and then they're just different. They're not kind of better or worse. They're just different. It's yeah. good. I like it.
6: To be honest, he's a bad influence and he eggs me on. That's what happens. So,
12: <laughs> Yeah. Um, can you please, like, next time you have to do a, a, a show to cover him or whatever, can you please do a whole show in your French accent? <laughs> <'Cause> it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. It is brilliant. Well, I don't know
6: if I could sustain it for three hours. It would be quite difficult to do. Um, but, yeah, the, the, honestly, the, my my French accent is probably better than my French these days. I haven't spoken French properly for years, for years and years. But I do yeah. I do think it's something I need to um, challenge myself to do to go back because, you know, I had such a weird experience uh,
12: there. I never wanted
6: to go back again, which is crazy.
12: Okay, well, I... Um... I found languages very, very easy to pick up at school and one mm-hmm. of my brain kind of works in a way that I find language structure and sentence structure and, and sort of have an English brain, if that yeah. makes sense. Not an English as in like an English language brain. Yeah. And um I yeah, the, the only thing that I found though is that I have I haven't travelled to a a country where I have to use the local language. I have this mm-hmm. very much this fear of being misunderstood. Uh-huh. I think some of it comes from... So when I was a kid, I did a few years in school, and I started with a year of French before I took on Spanish as well. And um, in the first year, I'd go home and my mum my could speak reason... She'd get by in French. She's Australian, so they learn languages a little bit younger and sort of different yeah. uh, over there. Um, and that but-
6: makes a difference, actually. You get a kid before they start being embarrassed in front of each other to try and do the voice, you know. It, it
12: makes a real difference. Yeah. Yeah, well, she the thing is, she would complain. So she, you know, they. I, I imagine, I, I don't know if they still do this because you've got kids, but um, they sometimes they write to parents and they say, "Oh, is there anything you think we could improve at the school?" And she would write in and said to, much to my embarrassment, even at the age of like ten, <laughs> oh, you know, you should be teaching the kids languages younger because you know in Australia we. Just, I couldn't have been more embarrassed, but um, I used to sometimes I'd ask her. Uh, for a bit of help with my French or whatever, and uh, she turn around and do do the most strong French accent. and put me right off because I thought I was then rubbish because I couldn't sustain the French accent till I'd yeah. learned the rhythm of the like you were saying about the song, yeah. In the rhythm of the language, yeah. and Once you you've understood, I can bit having the French name, uh, you know, uh, bonjour, Jim, belles et all that. Whereas you know, in English, bonjour, you know, <laughs> you know, so you sort of sitting there at like eleven, good bonjour, je beat, are whatever. Yeah, but you
6: know what? It turns out we would have got a lot further doing that voice because they find it very sexy.
12: That's weird, though, isn't it? I
6: know, it is. But I suppose it does, you know, like I said, you know, all these people who've got careers because they speak like this, you know. Fred on um, first dates actually should try harder. <laughs> so if you speak exactly
12: like you're, you're an attractive to so an English person.
6: Yes, exactly. So you speak, you parle comme ça, they're going to love it. I
12: <laughs> don't uh, well, I don't know. I don't know with, with your kids, they're sort of in that age of learning languages, yeah. but um, it put me right off. I'm sure you, you can do uh, enough of a passable French accent living there. Yeah. But turn around and speak to the an mid- English French accent. Well, they, honestly, here's it's, the it's thing. So they, for your French oral. they won't
6: speak. They won't. I, I used to try. I used to speak to them in French and Spanish when they were really tiny. I used to read to them when they were babies in French and Spanish, and it's turned oh. into them not wanting them to know. They'll. They'll Sometimes I'll say, how do we say this in French? And they'll know it. But then, you know, yeah. when when the quiz is over, they don't want to discuss it any further. But it turns out, actually, my uh, my eldest is quite into it, and my youngest will will do it unbidden. But if I ask them, they don't want to play ball. But well, that's just kids. Uh,
12: well, at work, French at school, it's been the same for years. You know, there's always a Pierre or a Jean-Claude, and, you, you know, you have Kelly Ladat. it's on Anniversary, the birthday song, and it's just, like, <laughs> seriously, they haven't changed those, those cassette tapes. They still use cassette tapes when I was at school, which yeah. was, like, ten years ago. Yeah. And, like... It, they still use the same things now and, we, we, you know, we can stream stuff. It's <laughs> just like, oh, OK. But, um, yeah, you know, just basically what I'm saying is don't embarrass your kids. Save it for the radio.
4: Oh,
6: God, my job is to embarrass my kids, Giselle. And if you had children, you would know that. That's, that's first up in the job description for being a mum. Listen, thank you, Giselle, and thanks for everyone who rang up tonight and who, listen, thanks very much. I appreciate it. I'm going to bid you bonne nuit and I'll see you tomorrow with Ian Lee. You know, that fella. Yeah, he's going to be back i'll see you then you take care of yourselves and uh, paul ross is up next